in a podcast where a couple talks to another couple about being couples and about just about everything else under the sun. Today on the podcast, we have Jen and James, an amazing couple who we met along our travels and we just love talking to. We could not get enough of them. It was a delight. They are amazing and magnetic as individuals and as a couple. Um, They have insights into so many things. Um, We actually love talking to them so much that this is going to be a two-part episode. We're releasing part one now, and you're going to have to stay tuned uh, and keep on checking in for, for part two. We like to build the intrigue with our listeners here at Occasionally Interesting. Uh, We know you're going to love this conversation with them as much as we did. uh, So you're definitely going to want to stay tuned for part two. But um, in part one, we cover a lot of really interesting ground. I think it's the perfect episode to release as our first interview episode. Oh, quick note. I think we mentioned some other podcast episodes that haven't been released because we are record we've recorded them in a different order than we're releasing them so deal with it guys it's really like back to the future when you think about it <laughs> it's, it's exactly like we did that. not disrupt the timeline but we probably often do um the bernstein bears oh no um anyway jen and james ask us a lot of questions and that was cool uh they asked us about why we wanted to start a podcast um why we moved to thailand how we met as adults all kinds of good introductory stuff yeah let's see what do we talk about um yeah set the setting yeah two couples both having relatively recently moved to thailand to abandon their overworked overstressed lives in the united states for the more Free Southeast Asia lifestyle. Digital nomad lifestyle. So we actually recorded Hashtag this. DNM. <laughs> Digital nomad. DNL. Hashtag DNL. <laughs> totally. It's going to catch on. Absolutely. You heard of your first kids. Yeah, we get into some amazing stuff in this podcast. Jen and James have been married for 12 years and they talk about the journey of their marriage, um, how they got separated at five years in and the incredible journey coming back from that and how it their marriage and lives and love gets stronger and more awesome every single day. Um, and that's all just very beautiful to hear and get the details of. Um, we talk about a lot of hot button issues. I mean, we talk about there's a lot of trigger warnings here. We, do, we talk about abortion. We talk about religion. Yeah, there's not much we didn't cover. Yeah, we talk about uh, awkward family moments. <laughs> Including some ex- sexually explicit conversations. What? The poophole loophole. Oh, yes. We, we yeah, get the, ready to hear me lightly <laughs> perform <laughs> Garfunkel and Oates, the poophole loophole. Uh, if you go to our website, occasionallyinteresting.com, and check in the episode notes, there's a link to the video for Garfunkel and Oates, poophole loophole. It is a beautiful, masterfully lyric song that I, I read a little bit of the lyrics, and I definitely don't do it justice. Um, and in general, check out Garfunkel and Oates. They are one of my favorite comedy bands and uh i love i love comedy bands and musicals as as you will come to know if you don't already know this about me it's a it's a a dominant theme in my tastes of life 
This episode is very rich in references, and for every episode of the podcast, there's going to be a corresponding episode um, blog post on our website, occasionallyinteresting.com. So to get the full breadth and interactive experience for each episode, uh, please go to our website, occasionallyinteresting.com, and click on the episode that you are listening to, and you'll be able to see... uh, links, videos, photos, all kinds of other stuff that you're not getting in the audio edition of this podcast. And as always, go there whenever you're shopping on Amazon and click our link through Amazon so that we get money when you buy stuff. (laughs) It doesn't cost you guys anything extra. It doesn't change your Amazon shopping experience. Amazon just uses the wonderful technology of cookies to give us a tiny piece of the puzzle. As you know, we don't have advertisers. Uh, so it really helps us out and supports us to keep this podcast going. Um, woo woo! And we don't mean the cookies that Jen's going to make for breakfast. <laughs> breakfast. All right, I, I gotta go. I gotta make my baby some cookies because he made me the most kick-ass bread last night. We may post pictures of that bread as well. We're definitely gonna post pictures of that bread. That's... We are definitely gonna post pictures of that bread as well. I forget what episode that corresponds to that we were. <laughs> Recording. I bet if you go to the website, you if you go to the to website, it. you will be able to find the bread. <laughs> also, check on our Instagram. All right, thanks so much, guys, and uh, hi to all of Jen and James' friends. Um, thanks for checking this out, and we hope you stay tuned for future episodes as well. And good, good job having such wonderful taste in friends. <laughs> Over and out. Bye, guys. Occasionally interesting. They are occasionally interesting. A motherfucker. He's such a good puppy. <laughs> and I'd say he eats my panties and our headphones. I have like he knows no what he likes. underwear left because he has destroyed them all. It is oh, oh my god. No. Again, he's like such a good dog. He really doesn't like have any bad chewing habits. He doesn't do like anything bad. But then every time, like every single day, I hide my panties. Like I'm saying like used used panties. <laughs> like right. whatever I've been wearing right, for right. the day. I'll I'll hide it in something so like there's no way he can get it. And then maybe three hours later, Trevor will be like, Well you got there, Chewy. And oh, I'll be like, no. How did you find them? He went into a suitcase and like extracted them from under stuff. Like, oh my god. Oh, he goes on a mission. He like, goes he on a mission and out. he destroys them. There's He's a very just, specific like, market for headphones and panty stores and shops. <laughs> <laughs> that is a niche market. Puppy this replacement. Is, yeah, this is uh, recently had a puppy store. Uh, oh yeah, my gosh. That would be helpful. I do remember that actually. Our dog, same when she was a puppy, that was one of her favorite items was finding my panties. And just yes. burying in our dirty in our dirty laundry. Oh, so. she loved our dirty laundry. He, she, he likes his socks, but uh, like way more, way less. And like they're nowhere near as delicate as <laughs> my panties. <laughs> <laughs> chewing on these socks and it doesn't really matter. It's just good. And but I feel all like my much panties more... are just like torn, like they just uh, holes in the crotch. The rest of them perfectly intact, but the crotch is just like. Uh, I, like, I, I mean, really you'll pay high dollar for those kind of right. things as well. Though, that so is true. That. Yeah, I should just I should start marketing this. Yeah. It's just like my dog knows how to create crotchless panties out go. of anything. <laughs>
the worst part about it. My understanding, they're they're a bitch to replace here in Chiang Mai. I was gonna say uh, socks are a lot easier no to replace intended. here than underwear. Oh. It has been. We've been on a quest for underwear since the day we got to Chiang Mai. We've like checked everywhere, and they're they just don't do cotton underwear here. I'm right? Like, does every lady in Thailand have a yeast infection all the time? This is okay. So we were at a store, and even the bras, like the materials they use for undergarments in general, I don't understand why anyone wants that. Yeah, that's horrible. In the closest, like potentially moistest yeah. parts of their body like exactly. that should not be what no, I was pointing your mic for you so. oh I thought she was in trouble for no, saying moist no, I thought no, you were one of those no moist is not one of the, no I don't I, I, have, I was worried about that on this side I, he doesn't no. but I was like I know that's a trigger word for some people I don't people. understand trigger don't words though like they're words everything is words like, amen please please get into that let's talk poop about and shit okay that's my big one right there like words are words it, like it's Wait, the same is this thing a no cursing zone no we curse we love, fucking we love perfect colorful language <laughs> we just had this conversation yeah, the other day curse. with someone like why like why do we as a society feel the need to censor certain words and replace them with was. words that mean the same thing yeah, trevor and i talk about saying. this all the time yes. because i get super irritated about it but he has a reasonable explanation about oh how i'd here. love to hear this because I, I, I respect trevor so if, if you made them sort of mainstream they would lose their umph like, oh that makes sense you know, like it, it, it signifies it's not the taboo emotion. any longer yeah and the, the taboo at that tabooness gives them a particular <laughs> sort of punch to them that makes that, sense so would, would you say that anymore. you enjoy using certain words because they are hell acceptable yeah. words hell yeah you know? <laughs> and that was just like that didn't have that little bit of you know spice and that's, to it that's <laughs> interesting too because maybe it wouldn't have the emphasis either so the explicitness and the and like the it wouldn't be the very any longer like right this is fucking whatever but instead it's like this is just very and it's like okay well it's that's interesting. So then, would we come up with other words though to have that same? I think so. I think I think we have. You know, it, it sort of evolves naturally. Right. Like, what does that say for then the bulk of community that won't use those words, and then the bulk, and then the I feel like it's more of a minority that will are more comfortable using those in their day to day dialogue. Is it? I mean, I who do you hang out with? I, I, I hang <laughs> I out with artists and hippies. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like cool people like you guys. Like, yeah, guys. Cool people <laughs> like us. We like to. I don't cool know. I mean, like I, yeah, I wonder if my like opinion on. Because I, I would say the majority do girls like sailors. Like, uh, do you? Oh, do you we shop? do. We do. No, I mean, like, I'm, yeah, I'm just trying to think about it because I, I feel like I definitely there's probably so many speech patterns where I don't notice when I'm talking with him mm. because I'm so comfortable and used right. to it and I don't think about it. But right. we just went on a five week long vacation with my parents uh, oh. over the what holidays. What is five weeks five like with weeks. parents on holiday? Well, it was fantastic. <laughs> Guys, we love you so yeah, much. Because we actually asked them not to listen. So. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it was it was fun. I, I enjoyed myself. Were you traveling to different places or was it like yeah. a... Okay. We were traveling okay. all around Australia and New Zealand. Wow. So we couldn't have afforded that on our own regardless. But uh, no, it was amazing and we really wow. appreciate them. But Traveling is, is another level too than just I fight with my dad living. about swearing yeah. all the time since yeah. I was about 12 years old. We've been in huge fights about it. And really? even though now he has calmed down a little bit, not much. Wow. Uh, he, it, yeah. I still, I still Do you notice. test the waters? Do you oh, ever slip oh, up something in yeah. just to it's, see what his reaction's going to be? <laughs> yes, yeah, all terrible. the time. Trevor gets very upset. Not just with that. <laughs> it's all. terrible. Uh, all right, so let, let me just... You guys, this is you a guys traumatizing experience. You, you know, uh, how, how familiar are you with... Uh, I think it's much more of like a specifically Catholic notion okay. of the poophole loophole. I don't know no, this. No, this is new to us. Hey, I need to <laughs> this know. Is, uh, 
the idea I, sh- I should just play you this song right now and then recommend it uh garfunkel and oats is a comedy nice. duo band okay. and they have okay. a song called the poopo loopo maybe i'll just uh i'll read oh some gosh. of the glorious lyrics but um sounds, i have i'm so excited tricked my well i told my mom about it one time because uh my friend from high school is uh waiting for marriage for intercourse but gets oral sex all the time and my mom's <laughs> like i don't think he understands the point of waiting for marriage right like, that's not yeah that defeats part the purpose of the deal. yeah um although I was like mom I was... do you not know about the poopo loophole and she thought this oh, was the funniest no, thing now. she had okay, ever now, heard now it's all coming now it all makes sense <laughs> <laughs> well in all fairness <laughs> that's amazing at a young age i also believed quite a bit i didn't know it was called that and, and i yeah there's all kinds of <laughs> stuff that i i i get it like there's it's Wait, hard did man you, did you take it Yes, I did. I did take advantage, and and similar to your friend too. I was like, I'm not going to have sex, but but sex clearly in the Bible means you know penis and vagina, and so it doesn't just mean that though. It's all about sexual like release, yeah, connection, yeah, connection. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. it really is. It really is more importantly on that bond that you're going to be making with someone, and so that intimate bond is really what it's speaking of. But as young then we typically find like, well, what's the way around this? Like, right, exactly. How can I? All right, can I read you guys some Please. of these lyrics? I mean, everyone should go watch this uh, music video because it's a beautiful music video. <laughs> it's a video too. Yes. Oh my so God. this is a. Uh, I can only imagine. It's graphic. <laughs> it's graphic. I mean, it, I, <laughs> this is like exactly my up, brand of humor. Right. And, uh, and I think I was just, this was like two years ago. I think I was just trying to show it to my mom because she thought it was really funny, <laughs> like words. This is fascinating. And, uh, Your mom and dad are very interesting couple. Then. They. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. they, I like I feel like them. this is the main area where they're super different. Where just my dad has these Hang ideas. Ups. I'm of of being the dad means he needs to have certain very yeah. peculiar boundaries that I don't think are at all identify with him as like a regular human being but when he puts on his dad hat he's like that's inappropriate and uh, my mom's like that's fucking hilarious um, all that's, right. awesome. that's so great all of my life i've been good do what my mom and dad and god say i should go to church and bible school to live by god's rule so whatever people tell me that the bible tells me i will do Walk the halls of high school with my purity ring unlike those other girls i've got my mor- morals in check it was easy to do until I got a boyfriend and pardon my French, but he's cute as hecked. <laughs> but I made a pact to keep my hymen intact. And Jesus and I are <laughs> oh tight. Never learned about the birds and the bees. I was taught to keep an aspirin in between my knees. Because <laughs> the Bible says premarital sex is wrong. But Jason says guys can't wait that long. I don't want to lose him to someone who'll do him. I need to figure something out. Oh well, there's gosh. a loophole in the scripture that works really well, so I can get him off without going to hell. It's my Hail Mary full of grace. In Jesus' name, we go to fifth base. Oh, thank you for making me holy. And thank you for giving me holes to choose from. And wow. since I'm not a godless whore, he'll have to come in the back door. Therefore, oh my God. fuck me in the ass because I love Jesus. The good Lord would want it that way. Give me that sweet sensation so of great. a throbbing rationalization. <laughs> it's just between you and me. Because everyone knows it's the sex that God can see. Wow. That was oh the first God. first verse in Karen. And a video. And, can, uh, yeah. Yeah, and it's yeah. a beautiful video. I don't know. I don't know if the video could possibly be any better than watching you sing this. Oh, that's true. <laughs> this is that's really funny. the most amazing thing. No, I've never heard that song in my life. And now either. that's all I want yes. to go do when I get home is. <laughs> Please. So have you ever seen the show I'm Sorry? Mm-mm. 
Which is on? It's fantastic. Wait, is it another one we highly recommend? Nothing to actually do with this. Just uh, on the same topic. This was this this wasn't one where I was trying to push the buttons. Though this was like a genuine, innocent. Like I knew it was somewhat of a racy show. All right, you take over. So we're we're sitting down for family movie night on our (laughs) I was like, guys, there's this new show we found, or this show that we watched a year ago that we love, and the season two is about to come out. So we were gonna rewatch season one. Okay, that's fair. Right. Admittedly, we both did kind of forget how. Really was. That's funny. So the whole first episode is about uh, anal sex. It's like this mom and her her (laughs) daughter (laughs) is uh, going to a birthday party, and the mom of that daughter was an anal porn star, and she's and then the the main character is just like very concerned about her butt the whole episode. Oh my god, it was so so bad. It's like two days before Christmas. The four of us are on one couch, and Trevor's like digging his nails into my leg, and I'm like, I don't know what to do. Like, more moment? awkward if I got up and Did just you... left. <laughs> like I'm gonna go. <laughs> I like how it's like not turn off, but I'm just gonna leave. I was just gonna say, did you get through the whole episode? I mean, it's like a, it's only a 21 minute show, but yeah, oh then gosh. everyone was kind of mad and awkward, and we all life. just like quietly parted ways. Yeah, like this is like the time yep. when. Um, uh. <laughs> Back in the day, well, I mean, it was several years back, I guess. Now, when Bridesmaids we came out, the movie Bridesmaids, or when we were married, and you no, know, we were married. But uh, one night, I don't know where James was, but somebody was like, "Oh, you got to watch Bridesmaids." So one night, I think I was homesick from something, and uh, rented it on uh, iTunes, and I thought it was hilarious. It's a hilarious movie. Of course, I completely omitted in my brain the, all the many parts of it that could probably be inappropriate for it to watch with your parents I so was 2011, then yeah. a couple of months later my entire family my baby brother my parents <laughs> um were visiting Trevor for, already loves this story similarly it was for the holidays of course <laughs> something about having family over for the holidays <laughs> makes you want to show them really raunchy things and so um i was actually preparing food for yeah, everyone in the kitchen were. and i left james in the room with my family <laughs> no 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 with her mom with my mom it was just me and her mom <laughs> oh was it just the two <laughs> yes. of you and so I, all that I said let's watch bridesmaids it's so great you're gonna love it i've already seen it go ahead and turn it on i'll be here in the kitchen and next thing you know i hear my mom say oh my oh yeah okay. we, well, yeah we watch it regularly yeah, like, oh yeah <laughs> so right puppy dog eyes <laughs> so opening scene with them like, him. oh yeah Going yeah and i just hear my mom like from the kitchen I hear in the living room saying oh my oh, and I come oh. in and James's face is like I just don't know what to do in headlights because yeah. you like, haven't seen it yet so I the both no of <laughs> what did like, you know? set me up for I'm just like maybe if I don't move they'll forget that I'm here <laughs> yep. I felt real bad I'm sorry yeah, that was, was a rough that was fine <laughs> that was a rough moment in her parents are pretty awesome actually so that helps to like yeah they're uh they, yeah they're fascinating individuals they've grown a lot, which is huge, I feel like. Well, we've grown a lot as well. Similarly to the horrible movie experience um, when we were dating and we did not um, we did not treat our dating relationship like good Christians should. And so um, he was visiting me in Georgia. We were long distance for a while and we <laughs> I was living with my parents and thought that they had both gone off to work, but my mom had stayed home sick that day and we were upstairs um Starting the day out, thinking that there was nobody else in the house, and then came downstairs for breakfast, and my mom was at the kitchen table, right at the bottom of the stairs, <laughs> waiting yeah. for us. 
And our room is, is our room is right at the top of the stairs. Did she bring it up? Like, oh yeah. What? Oh, it was very much. <laughs> there was no way not. I mean, she How was literally staring go? at us, like waiting for us to come downstairs. And then from that time forward, James was not allowed to stay at our house when Aww. he came to visit, or not in the same room at least. I don't know. And she was like, "I'm since you're telling that story, I'm gonna add on to that what she told you as well." And she's like, "Oh, it looks it sounds like you're like your mother." Oh, like that was super awkward. <laughs> That's so uncomfortable. <laughs> well, thanks. Really, you, uh, <laughs> you brought on yourself. Rough. They didn't like James at first. Yeah, we, there was, was there rough. was some turmoil in the beginning. But we're all close now. Super close. Like, yeah. Very, very <laughs> Thank cool. Okay, so how long have you guys been together and how old were you when you got together? I don't remember how old. How, 20. We have been together about 14 years, married for 12. Oh, wow. Yeah. Right? Congratulations. Yeah. And thanks. Yeah. And so uh, we were in our early 20s, I guess. I was 23 when we met. I think 22 or 23. 23. And you were 25? No, no. We got married when I was 25, so it, oh. you would have been a little bit younger than you would have been like 22. I don't know. I think you're 22. Yeah, <laughs> we're old now, so <laughs> you were whatever that time difference is. <laughs> you were 22. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Um, but yeah, it's been a long time. And there were, yeah, like it's, it is really good. Like where we're at now in our relationship, I feel like is more of a honeymoon phase than the first. I was just going to, yeah, I was thinking about, I, I, I've just been wanting to tell you guys, I, I knew you'd been together for a long time. I don't know how long. And just like witnessing you and your love is so beautiful. Both of you talk about the other and like interact with the other with so much pride. Like oh. you can't, you're like, you're so proud to be in a relationship with this other person and it just emanates that's, off of you. And it's so beautiful to be around. That's amazing. That's, <laughs> I don't think I've ever described it that way myself but that's I hadn't thought I about it that like, way either but it's yeah no I'm absolutely so very accurate I'm yeah very there's nothing about there was a time when we um it's so cool to see us on this side of like it was five definitely years. a rough start yeah the first five years of our marriage were rough and um to the point that we weren't sure if we would like stay together and getting through that time ever since now these last seven years it's every every day every month every year I know it's not like that for everyone, but it's just like it really, truly is better than the last. And getting Aww. to know each other and um, being more for each other, like how can I take care of this person? How can I serve this person? Has been so self fulfilling that I think, um, yeah, it's just a constant. Like you're just in awe of this person that you get to do life with, which is it's fascinating super too. Fortunate because we run into a lot of people that like we. So we spend pretty much every day together every almost every hour together like quite a bit we have been able to like break away and hang out with some friends on the side now too especially in this last yeah. couple of months but like it, we just don't get tired of each other like it's it, it it almost is the opposite like i can't have enough time with her and and i feel like she feels the same way and so it's it is really nice like on this on this side of things where every day is just very like exciting to like go into the next adventure and share it's thoughts true. and ideas and, and words until we like have to um get somewhere on time <laughs> and then he's bad at that and then it does not go well i am not bad at that i, I can relate <laughs> i can relate to this i mean everyone in trevor's family says trevor was the latest person they'd ever met until he started dating me uh, but this is like oh man i feel like this is a big part of the reason why i love thailand and digital nomadship and like ownership yeah. over my life is because that's not there in the last two days we've going, been going to a conference we've had places to be yeah. on time and it's right. like I forgot how much this like hurts my organs like yeah. every 
at a cellular level, I'm so stressed out by the concept of time. Yes. It's terrible. Do you Ugh. get stressed out? Like when you know, do you feel when you're running late to something and does that? Oh, yeah. Uh, this is your... absolutely, I'd say, the lowest point of our relationship every time yeah. that we're running late for something. Because I, I get super focused and stressed and I'm like having a 5,000 to-do list thing of like everything that needs to happen in the next eight minutes before right. we have to get out the door and I feel every minute ticking by and then yeah. he tries to talk to me and then he gets really, and then I ah, it's terrible <laughs> it's uh it's, yeah, yeah it's every time that we need to be somewhere on time it's a miracle that our relationship <laughs> survives no I mean it's always fine like as soon as like, that moment is over but yeah, yeah then it's uh I didn't realize it was that stressful <laughs> yes, I'm usually yeah. ready you know I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah but this is because you know I, i'm like doing all the things right. i'm taking care of the like for uh, for yes. the both of us the next 12 things that need to happen and yes, he's like true. i put my pants on i'm yes. at the door 12 minutes before you exactly. and i'm like yeah but i'm making sure the rest of your life goes smoothly give me a minute yes <laughs> this I, is very similar <laughs> i would say it's similar and then i would say also on that note that like that's gotten better i would say too though but the worst thing would be anything if we had to do driving together that's which oh. that thankfully we haven't had to do at which all. Which is, since, I would yeah. say, one of the best things of this life now True because story. we don't have to like Rely on navigate other, other the city in a car all the time. Hmm. And the question of being in a car to... with this person behind the wheel is <laughs> will will be one of the most experience like ex- excruciating experiences of your life. Excruciating. <laughs> it depends on your mentality. If you're someone who loves roller coasters and high intensity and, aggra- is, and like... You sound like his brother. That's oh how man. his brother drives. I, oh my gosh. I, my purpose when I get behind it's the wheel so is scary. to get there as soon as I can. And and anything in any way that I can get there is is viable option. And not everyone feels that way. <laughs> <laughs> we have, we have um, over the years, we've had many, many a friend... Um, ride with us once and then from that time forward in our relationship they're like i'll just take my own car it's fine i have several friends that do like to ride with me and then there's other friends that i say okay i understand who you are and i need to yeah that's true like jeff that's yeah this is true (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so now it's great because we don't uh since we've been here we 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 honestly haven't even gotten a scooter for ourselves so is it doing the song towels or? Yeah. Well, I mean, just grab cars grab, or. Grabs are uh, so easy, so cheap, so like yeah. clean, nice, AC. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's been great. Can I ask a question? Since no. It's podcast. Uh, <laughs> I have a tendency of doing this, so I thought I'd ask no, we, we, We've been, if you guys have advice, we're trying to figure out how to get yeah. our podcast guests to like have it be more of a conversation instead yes. of just an interview. And I was like, they're going to be such a good podcast because I think. I, they're that's, good conversationalists and it's not just going to be like okay what's the next question yeah no i love that <laughs> i'm funny. so glad you brought that up because i was like i've been i tend to lead with questions constantly in conversation so um yeah i'm glad you brought that up because i was like i don't know if i should be asking you questions but i have so many questions for you oh, guys yeah well, it's funny because i that answered my question which was like what made you ask us onto the podcast but there you go like, oh no so <laughs> many things i mean no, you're both uh, immediately interesting, magnetic. Uh, your love is beautiful to be around, and I definitely yeah. wanted to interrogate you more about that. And uh, <laughs> and then, I mean, and especially, I mean, so we met you first, and you were like, yo, my wife, Jen, first of all, she's super cute. Check out her new haircut. How dope does she look? <laughs> oh, my God. This girl, uh, you're going to meet, you're going to love her. She's going to love your dog. Your dog's going to love her. This Let's is do true. It. And uh, yeah, and then we met you, and then it was like, 
That was that description didn't even come to a <laughs> close bit of how awesome oh you are. It was as soon as we started talking, it was like, oh yeah, it just like click. That's so cool. It's so like it's so cool to hear that side of this story, <laughs> just uh, because the night he saw you guys we very rarely like he mentioned we very rarely venture out without the other person but with my uh current work schedule that particular evening i sent him out like just go out on your own and like grab us food whatever you grab is fine and he was gone longer than i i wasn't like counting the minutes but it did cross my mind i was like we know yeah, each other pretty well yeah <laughs> like is he okay did he get she knows like, how quick like i'm i'm like a very fast he's walker usually, like in and out wherever he's going like let's get this done and come back so he comes back and he's like I'm the coolest couple. And literally I knew so much about you guys within like five minute conversation. Like I knew all about your dog. I knew about your camera. I knew about like, all these things. Um, I knew about your work with the summit and, um, and he's like, yeah, so they're so fantastic. And then two seconds later, he was like, okay, yeah. And so now we're all connected in this Facebook um, chat together. And uh, yeah, it's, it's really cool though, because it's so neat to get a perspective of someone or like have a description of somebody from another person's viewpoint. And then when you meet them, you kind of have this idea in your head of what you're expecting. And then when it's even better than what you've already been set up for, yeah. it's kind of like being told that a movie's going to be good and you're not sure going into it, if you'll agree. Mm. And then it's even better. And you're like, that was per like, that was awesome. So it's, it's so neat to connect with people that uh, you feel that energy from. Cause it's the same, like talking to you guys is very easy and very like, um, organic and natural Absolutely. and it's so cool to hear it's also really neat to hear all the things you guys are um passionate about yeah dude let's get into that i mean i definitely yeah. want to interrogate you all about your uh job method stuff with unsticking people i don't know how to hear you you say she's the, brilliant on that kind of stuff the pitch i know i don't i don't know it's so funny because i think that um there's all these people that try to I hear putting titles to things that I um, I get where they're going with it, but the idea to me of like a business coach or a strategist, so you hear like business strategists a lot or um, nowadays social media, uh, like marketing strategy um, is is something that I think I've, I've been kind of a nerd about for so many years without realizing that's really what it was. And um, I've been really fortunate to have friends that are very entrepreneurial. So as friends over the years have built businesses and introduced me to other people who have built businesses, it's it's cool to kind of um, understand that all of us are wired in different ways. And so somebody can be brilliant in a concept that they're creating, but not necessarily have the same level of brilliance in every area of execution to get that concept to fruition. And uh, I tend to not have, while I have had big, big picture ideas, I tend that doesn't tend to be my lean. I tend to be really curious about other people's big picture ideas. And mm -hmm. for some reason, it's like um, this weird thing happens in my brain. Kind of, if you like think of, I always think of um, Goodwill Hunting. So if you've ever seen Goodwill Hunting and how he's like with math, like he's, he can write out a, an entire equation, you know, across a chalkboard and all of it makes sense to him. It's like another language. And for me, when somebody starts talking about their dreams or visions of what they want to accomplish, it's like this whole equation comes through my head of, um, here's all the directions you could take this. Or if you know which direction you want to go with it, this is point A, B, C, and D to get to where you're going. Um, so I, I definitely can, I think that's like 
a great it can be a great thing and then also a really overwhelming thing i think i i ask too many questions sometimes and then people get really scared about <laughs> they're like this is too much just start a podcast and then <laughs> right. it's okay that's really <laughs> that's what's happening point. Here. Yeah, yeah so i'm curious about that how did you guys go- come to a place where you were like you know what let's start having conversations and um record them for the world to hear i'm pretty sure it just like went around along a conversation of of me being like trevor's definitely nowhere near as uh outgoing as i am and uh uh i felt ashamed that the whole world didn't get to experience his amazing perspectives and brilliance and like that that was only for me and i really wanted to share that and so That's this is so a kind great. of a you know private format to trick him where it seems like <laughs> we're just talking one-on-one or like these type of conversations and then everybody gets to hear the inner workings of his mind so it's really just being that's like, amazing it seems wrong to just keep it to myself i want to share it with everybody because he's does, awesome does it feel natural like do you feel more inclined to jump into conversation without feeling like you're on the spot uh it's been interesting uh every single time before a podcast i get anxiety like really? yeah like it's not really my forte at all yeah um but usually as soon as they start it's like oh this is not bad at all i'm just talking having a conversation but yeah you know, with the mic. it's almost easier too because it's not small talk like i think both of us are not big small talk people it's yeah. difficult for me to fall into that role like events like the one we're at right now right uh are not what i would choose to go to generally speaking just because like Although this one actually has been quite amazing. Uh, yeah. Mad Summit. But that's because we <laughs> spent half the time talking yeah. to you guys. <laughs> that's true. That's true. That's true. That's what makes it great, though, right? When you find, when you do meet, it's just like those one or two people that you meet that make the entire thing a different Yeah, it doesn't experience. have to yes. be everybody, but it is those select few that you actually click and connect with. Yeah. And then, like, they, like, just s- inspire something in you and vice versa, too, because you yeah. feel that reciprocal, right? Like, Right. It's been really, it's been really nice to hear y'all's story as well, and like talking to us about pie and your dog, and then like the yeah. other things that you're excited about and interested in. Gen- I know about like what you're doing on on your, your business aspirations and like where you want to go with your art slash business as well. Well, where I want her to go with her. <laughs> I came home and I was like, this is what she does, and it's amazing. And look at this. And then, so cool. And then even Trevor, like I know you were saying, like you don't always open up, but then as soon as I asked you about the camera, you're like, boom, all these things, and I'm like, sweet. I was like, man, this is great because like Jen and I have been looking for a camera. I'm like, he's giving me all these details. So now I know all about this camera. So it's like been working out really well. It's evident you're very open people, open yeah, in the sense of being like very willing to share your life and your experiences and your energy with whoever's interested in that. Like, it, and I love that. I love there doesn't, it doesn't feel like you have a guardedness to you. No. Um, That's interesting. Which I think is. Occasionally. Occasionally. Yeah, it's cool. It's interesting to hear even about like you feeling anxious or like um, not necessarily wanting to be like hyper engaged because I think a lot of that comes from growing up in Philadelphia and having sort of interests that weren't really mainstream there. And yeah, like, so if you want to share yourself, it's like, well, this person in all likelihood doesn't care about anything that I'm actually talking about. So it's like, I just, well, you know, mm. and as you travel more, you find out that's not as true. Right. I'm sure that was probably not as true as I just made it sound either. No, I like, think it was. I mean, you know, we we went to the same schools growing yeah. up. And uh, no, I definitely think that that was super true. Uh, we were just talking to James and friends about how he's a, a social grenade and trying to <laughs> yes. find, uh, determine what animal is 
most oh, yeah, uh, synonymous instead of grenade because grenade has a slightly negative connotation. Sure. We, we ended on wildebeest, but one of the suggestions <laughs> there was chameleon, and I interjected like, "No, like me and Trevor are chameleons because we because we grew up in this, but but we're terrible at, at entering groups and doing small talk or doing anything that like gets to that place because yeah. we grew up in this whatever atmosphere where." You know, the only way to be accepted or get anywhere with any peer group was basically to totally put on a face. And uh, it's so hard. Did you find it difficult? Like, did you find yourself playing that role slash feeling um, restricted in that way where you were like, this is the only way I can a mask, essentially? Yeah. And previously? Yeah. Yeah, like totally. Oh. I really realized how much when we listened to, a, I think it was a podcast about code switching. Are you familiar yeah. with this term? and. It was yeah. a fantastic podcast. And yeah. I was like, that makes so much sense. Like, <laughs> that was all of high school for me. Like, yeah, wow. I get it. That's totally very draining to just yes. be putting, you know. It's not that it's not even a valuable skill that I'm thankful that I've honed in that. But it's tough. It was tough. It's great to be in Thailand with a bunch yeah, of... Yeah, well, it's it, so, so oh, great to be yourself. But definitely yeah. it is, like, an amazing thing of just being, like, I... One, it's still even though it's hard it's one of the things that i love about you the most of being like i've never been in a relationship or even like had a friend or known someone who is like oh i can bring you to any group and it's going to be okay and he's the first person i've ever met where it's like it's going to be 100 percent okay like everyone's gonna because you know how to that's amazing <laughs> that is a great skill to, I, and it is a great skill to have i mean especially if you're aware of like as an adult how to use it appropriately to like get into a group of conversation or to um maybe that that actually makes so much sense because i feel like maybe the impression i got of you both right off the bat was because of your ability to make other people feel comfortable with you you know like it's a very gracious skill it is yeah (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, because all of a sudden you know like people people i think i think it's pretty general when you enter into a new group of people you're guarded like that's just yeah. it almost can't be helped there's very few people out there that just aren't guarded and so with that skill set that you have trevor you're able to just allow those guards to just kind of melt away and like yeah and then and, and feel comfortable so then people can be who they are and, and that's huge like that's that just allows everyone to feel more um welcome and there's another word for it too i can't think of right now but um just open yeah. like it, it feels yeah it, and in environments like this it's so hard to um it's so hard to know what you're walking into. Like, I, I think this has been a pleasant surprise. Of we're at a conference right now. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> yeah. uh, of, of digital nomads meeting in in Chiang Mai, Thailand, and yeah. it's been yeah, surprisingly awesome people. Yeah, it's right? exceeded but, my expectations. The people, definitely. the speakers, the yeah, the really, the speakers really are impressed. phenomenal and so gracious too, and just so uh, warm and welcoming and yeah, for and sure, brilliant too, really. And it's really been interesting to hear different people's stories. And um, it's it's amazing that you can be surrounded by people who are all on the same general path of pursuing a different lifestyle, but then, or like an alternative lifestyle of sorts. And yet hearing how varied the stories are of what caused each person to determine that they wanted to explore a different path in life and um, and how they went about getting to where they are now it's really incredible to see like how different we all are and yet having the common bond of um one exploring different work um scenarios and two exploring travel and how different that looks for everyone here it's been really i i think i came into it a little 
like you said, guarded myself of um, just not being sure like where our story would fit into the bigger picture Mm -hmm. and, um, and just like getting to experience how open everyone is and, and how willing they are to kind of like welcome you into the fold and say like, Hey, yeah, like you're a part of this. this Yeah. Yeah, I think really cool. like, I think where we all intersect is this sort of like jump that we've all made, this leap into like let me move to a different country and yeah. do you know like live this alternative lifestyle where everybody else around us has been, like, and that that bond I think is yeah. something that I didn't really realize we would all have coming in in right. such a awesome way to have it yes. be like so welcoming. It was, it was nice. It was, I think it's a lot stronger than I had. Yeah, yeah. seeing yeah. what you're saying. I, think, I didn't realize how strong that bond would be or how big a thing. I still don't I still don't think I really even realized like how what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> like, like where we are and like this is what we've been doing and like this yeah. is what we're going to be doing and like I don't see this changing in the any near future. Right. Um, and just how and how different that is I guess for where all of us grew up and all, all the people we grew up around are. Yeah are either in awe or just like you're crazy and <laughs> it's okay to be a little crazy i'm happy with being a little crazy that's oh fine. yeah didn't have it any that's other how way. you get to be occasionally interesting occasionally <laughs> it well, turns well, out really well beautiful. yeah i love it that's so perfect <laughs> i have a question what what made you guys choose pie as your um where you're at right now you're in pie thailand yeah yeah so uh what's what's the thing about that area so obviously like we're all kind of like (laughs) on this path of exploring just so there's so many looking at the globe there's so many places to experience and um obviously like a a world of differences between them all is there anything about where you're at right now that made you say yeah this is some this is an area that we wouldn't mind investing a little extra time in well our original plan was Chiang Mai yeah. Uh, we knew that we wanted to explore the earth and building aspect of it. Uh, we had heard about Pi in our research. and From my brother. My brother had lived there previously, and he actually right. started his digital nomad company out of there um, like four wow. or five years ago. Um, one tribe apparel, uh, importing Thai fashions to the West. Cool, and, wow. Um, he was like, he, we have very little in common, my brother and I, but he said you know this town is amazing i've never been to a place in the entire world that feels more like it was made for you wow (laughs) that's That's, amazing so we knew we were going to visit there right so like after two weeks here we're like let's go take a mini vacation in pie and we fell in love it's just it's the right speed we're not really huge city folk even though we've been living in the city i don't think at least i didn't realize how much of a not city folk i was until we lived in pie i mean like i've been living Right. From city to city to city. I mean, except for I lived in Ithaca, New York for five years um, for college and then a year afterwards. Um, and that was amazing. And that's one of our other favorite places on earth. But uh, it's really beautiful. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, coming and uh, living in Pai and then like, even going to Chiang Mai, the difference in stress level and like everything sensory overwhelmedness. Yeah. That's understandable. Yeah. Just, and yeah. Uh, our one friend, I think on we had him on the podcast uh he he i don't know if he said it on the podcast but said he'd been living in chiang mai for three years before he moved to pi and that people come to chiang mai to work on their careers and people come to pi to work on themselves oh, wow yeah. that seems pretty true and so that would make sense true. too if you're talking about sensory overload to be able to work on yourself without so many other distractions kind of going off yeah. around you 
I, except for if you're ADD like me, then I think it all makes sense. <laughs> and don't get me wrong, there can be plenty of distractions in Pi if if you if you look for them. Right. You know, it's it, there's we got there. We heard heard is this great little hippie town, and it was. Yeah, we like, couldn't believe the, the main party strip is just really? a bunch of backpackers getting wasted every night. <laughs> so we're like, this isn't really what we were expecting. <laughs> And then after like a week, we sort of found that, you know, everything kind of moves out from the center and oh, yeah. you get your longer term, more really hippie, laid Actual back. locals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was that was more of our scene. Um, and the beauty is just, I mean, it's, it's yeah, like the, the mountains of northern I, I yeah. usually look over these rice fields. I mean, it's just nah. breathtakingly amazing. That's incredible. Beautiful. And you guys, so I heard you refer to yours selves as um hippies like even talking about growing up kind of or like high school age um i'm curious what what's your so how would you describe the hippie part of yourselves like it's funny but when we like first started uh dating as adults or something or he had like asked me out for coffee and i kind of ignored him and then i (laughs) but then i wanted to hang out we were just talking online um and i was like uh do you consider yourself a hippie or something? I think I just asked that question and he was like, well, I don't like labels, but you know, I yeah, just what a hippie would say. say. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. That would be appropriate. Uh, I think that's great. I think you were like, I don't like labels, but I'd really like to own a goat one day. Like, where is that? Where is that? <laughs> so there was a couple other descriptors in there, but those, that was the, the beginning and the end of the sentence. So that's what stood out to me. Was the there most anything tie dyed in the vicinity? <laughs> no. um, that's amazing. He was like, why do you ask? I was like, oh, because, uh, you know, I'm I'm really busy right now, but with like a lot of really fun things, and I'd love to bring you along and be like whatever. And then uh, took him to the most hippie event of all time for our first date. It was like an all day uh, event of it started out with um, it started out with me teaching a workshop on making flower crowns, and then yes. there yeah, was amazing. a Thai massage workshop, okay. and then there was a sound journey meditation. Wow. And wow. it was all a potluck, and uh, and then there was like a bonfire like a, where date. you um, that's incredible. Burn that's a great first date. Whatever you want to <laughs> let go of for that month, and this happened every month. Um, and so yeah, that oh, was our wow. that was, was our first, first date. date. <laughs> Good job, Jeff. For a first Thanks, date too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, really we, deep we, for a first date. We've known each other. Well, we had we know, but I was gonna say y'all been friends for a while though. Yeah, pretty no, no, pretty much strangers at that point. Yeah, I'd say pretty much strangers. But we talked online for like, like, I mean, our our relationship when we were in fifth grade was largely online, and so of course that's how we're gonna do it as adults as well. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, we talked for about six weeks, pretty deeply. I mean, like, pretty we got we got in deep real quick before uh, before we met up in person again. That's why he was like, I know this is gonna be like our real one. She's like asking me all the things that i actually want to yeah. talk about and like god <laughs> i think our second day was dancing we went to a concert in the park with her father and my father's former mime partner who's one of my uh mime. best friends <laughs> yeah that's mime. my dad used to be a professional mime and his that's former amazing. mime partner bill who is Man, your dad, okay podcast. i've got to meet your parents yeah, at this yeah. Point. <laughs> this is fascinating. So fascinating. who knew of a mime that had like high morals and was like this is not a bro out or appropriate <laughs> i don't know it doesn't make sense to me at all <laughs> the, mimes are the most immoral bastards <laughs> <of them> <laughs> i'm I mean, trying to picture like what is your well, idea French, right mimes? so i'm just saying nothing against the french but i'm just uh-huh. saying like they're french and french are a little bit more relaxed so your That's idea of a mime funny. is like a 
a French man. dude in a beret. Right. Yeah. Uh, I'm picturing like an old Parisian street with smoking like... and like two shits about anything. I don't know. That's amazing. <laughs> Our first day was to Ripley's, believe it or not. So not very deep at all. But, not deep. But yeah. granted, we had been talking for a month at that point in time. That's true. And we talked yeah. every day for three to six hours. Our yeah, yeah our first. Here. Yeah. <laughs> that's so crazy. I feel like, yeah, that's got to be a personality thing, right? Where you're like, you want to go deep really, like, you want to really get to know a person's, um, like, high-level priorities. Yeah. This was like, well, I forget. We would had this conversation somewhat recently where we were talking about our early conversations. And I said, because hey, uh, the slogan for this podcast is the opposite of small talk. And uh, and I, I and I kind of teased him of being like, oh man, when we first started talking, you like asked me a bunch of small talk questions. I completely ignored you and would like ask the opposite of that. Like anytime <laughs> he tried to be like ask me something little, I would ask him something like super intense. That's and that, you like that like experience where when you care about what the other person's going to think, it becomes suddenly very hard to think of anything interesting to say or like, Mm. it's it's (laughs) terrible. One of our early conversations, I was like, tell me your biggest secret. Well, this was to try to get leverage (laughs) on him because I had a secret that I wanted to tell him. And I was like, you have to tell me your biggest secret. He couldn't come up with anything. So I was like, all right, just give me your address. What was it? What was the big secret? secret. secret. I want to know. I want the world to know. Do you remember what it was? I remember my secret. Do you remember my secret? I I sometimes wear mismatched socks. I thought you were going to say it was something to do with socks. (laughs) I was going to say I wear fuzzy socks. That's Uh, Sometimes wear mismatched socks. Like intentionally or unintentionally? Accidentally. I'm pretty sure I almost always wear mismatched socks. (laughs) I think I've just converted to one color. Unintentionally? Certainly not. Yeah, I don't. I don't go out of my way to be like, no, 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 the red and the blue one today. But <laughs> you don't match your socks like out of the laundry, no, so you just like no. toss them in and then grab whatever. Yeah. I mean, I they, respect. They that. all kind of look the same. You know? <laughs> I'd be funny. really paying attention to realize, but deep, That's deep amazing. secrets here on the occasionally. Was it? Occasionally? Yeah. What are your guys' most deepest oh, secrets? No. <laughs> oh no! See, this is where we differ. James is actually very. Well, um, it depends. Secretive. I'm, I'm, he is way more secretive. I'm an I'm an open book. There's nothing. Uh, I don't know. I, I'd say we we. It's different shades of it though. Yeah. Because there's definitely things that I'm no problem talking about, True. and then other things I might hold a little if, closer if to the chest. If you get James, um, if you get James in a really comfortable environment, uh, <laughs> specifically if there is, uh good beer involved mm. um good alcohol and, in general. and good conversation like great friends good conversation like not like an ex- excess amount of alcohol but just like a really chill mellow night you'll learn things about james that you never even thought you would want to know <laughs> this happened recently or it's all really interesting stuff and then i on the other hand if you get me in a really uncomfortable situation with people that i'm not sure how i feel about them for whatever reason, that's my like Blurred defense mechanism. Is, oh, I feel you. I told yeah. that to him early on too, yeah. of being like, I mean, that's my way of filtering through people, of basically being <laughs> like, hey, if you're in for all this, yes. it's gonna work out great. Right. Like, I'm not I'm sure just, how I feel about you, so let me just throw all the yeah. stuff at you and so see how that it works. is how, how our relationship started. I was like, I'm pretty sure this is interesting. That's Here's fine. everything. What are you gonna do about it? Yes. He's like, fall in love <laughs> that's amazing I, love that. I, I will say not this is a secret but that was how we got married too though as far as like that test yeah. because so the short version is like we said we talked three to six hours every day yeah. and it was actually the first month that i knew i was going to marry her and Aww. so um i was actually really praying about it though because i really had i dated some other 
I'm doing air quotes right now, Christian girls, and they were not up to the same path that I was on really. And so like I was praying about it, asking God, like, I want this woman. I'm really interested in her. Is this one that I should continue to pursue and, and like, and, and marry? And, and so, uh, I was like, I'm not one for signs, God, I know that, but I'm just asking you, you know, if you can give me one. And so particularly what had happened is we had said like, we're going to take a break from talking because we've been talking for two two weeks at this time we were long distance so we lived yeah. i lived in florida and he lived in new Sorry, york yeah i should put that in there too so it was all on the phone everything was over the phone it was for facetime but you met in person in new york we met in we person did. we, we did conversed person. over email and phone for a little bit yeah. but then it really kicked off and so for two and a half weeks or so we were talking every day and i i was she was waitressing so she was getting off work really late i was personal training so i was getting up really early so our schedules were exactly the opposite but we would talk for this long a time and so I would have to get up at four or five in the morning for a client and we would just be finishing our conversation like four in the morning or something. So it was bad. sleep for you. So I was like, I need some sleep. And so we said, okay. And she had a party to go to. And I was like, I I need us not to talk tonight. Just this once, like, I I just think it'd be good for me to get some sleep. And she completely agreed. And she's like, I totally understand. I feel bad for keeping you up. But I prayed. I was like, God, I was like, have her call me anyways. Like, have her not (laughs) want to not talk to me before she goes to bed, not talk to me for that day. If she's the one that like I'm supposed to marry. So lo and behold, it's one o'clock in the morning. I've been in bed for I don't know, like four hours at this point, five hours at this point. And she calls me up and and I'm just like, wow, like this is really fascinating. And I was like, I'm really going to put him to the test. Like I'm going to put God to the test because I don't believe in signs all the time anyways. And so like, I'm going to scare this girl off. So I was like, hey, <laughs> by the way, guess what I prayed for? <laughs> I was like, I pray that you're going to be the girl for me to marry if you call me tonight and you called me tonight. And she's like, oh. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, here we go then. But really, I was <laughs> like, no, nah, he's crazy. This is not happening. And then you were right. You were right. right. I knew I, from that point on, though. Was oh. it? Was it yeah, I wasn't. I was I was much slower to <laughs> to the gun on that one. <laughs> Which is fair. It's crazy to think about marrying someone yeah. like that short amount of time. It was, it was a, we, we talked on the phone for quite a while and then I moved back to New York. Um, for a short bit. And we, for just a short bit and we started actually dating and then um uh i got sick and had to move back home and and then so our entire relationship was long distance for the most part and then uh getting married we uh it was yeah definitely it that was that was crazy like our first year of marriage going from we thought we knew each other real well and then moving in together when you haven't spent so you went from long distance to getting married yeah with like no real time in between no i drove up like i drove up to new york for our wedding (laughs) so we got married in new york city and then we drove like the day we got married literally like packed up our car and drove to to los angeles like our honeymoon was driving across the united states yeah we did take it a little (laughs) bit slow it wasn't like hardcore you went from long distance to (laughs) being in a car for a road trip at least two (laughs) across the u.s yeah (laughs) and then moving to a strange place that we didn't know anybody and we've already mentioned how james drives so (laughs) (laughs) introductory driving i don't know what that was was like do you remember what that was like? like so the first time he drove you was right after you got married oh yeah that's why pretty much it yeah, was I guess so. yeah because really when i would go visit and her it was her specifically, car and i wasn't driving around because i didn't know where i was and so yeah yeah specifically the first time the day we got married oh gosh we had a morning ceremony and then we let like midday we were heading out of new york city 
with him driving behind the wheel, driving <laughs> through New York City. I out. feel comfortable. I don't. I don't I'm pretty about positive. It. I was in tears by the time we left the city. Like out a, of not a, even like <laughs> anger. We weren't fighting, but just fear for my life. Like <laughs> this is the end of my life. It At least I intense. got married. <laughs> it, was an, it was an intense time. It, it, we survived though. It very, was good. Very much so. It was good. <laughs> very much so. <laughs> <laughs> survived and thrived there you go. so what happened five years a little rocky and then yeah there was something happened something switched uh i i would say there was a, it was a culmination of things uh i'm a i'm a little bit oblivious when it comes to some things mostly on the positive side like i'm kind of oblivious to the, to the negative stuff and and um and so jen really kind of boiled to the point where she's like i can't do this stuff anymore and and i can't so we um yeah, the first five years of our marriage were just we weren't we weren't communicating well. I'd say yeah. probably a lot of things that a lot of younger couples experience with communication issues, and then also having expectations on how is this person going to fulfill my life instead mm-hmm. of how can I serve what them? can I contribute to this other person's life. So that's true too. Um, we were both very much um, seeking out. Um, like what we wanted from the other person in our marriage. Yeah. And both of us are extremely stubborn, highly opinionated and very opposite personality type people. So it was like oil and water for quite a while. And then it got to a point, yeah, where I was the one to make the decision that we needed to separate. So we separated at about the five, right after our five year anniversary mm-hmm. and uh, we're separated for about six months. And went to we ended up doing individual counseling neither of us had done like well you had done counseling as a child at some point but i never been to a therapist and um we ended up doing person like therapy individually and then together did some marriage counseling and i think since then i mean it's been so many years since that point but I am such a huge advocate for Absolutely. every person on the planet to go through therapy. We would go back and do some more too, actually just to refresh. Have, and, yeah. Together as a couple yeah, and individually. Yeah. But it's amazing what you discover about yourself. Just having someone like talk you through, um, asking yourself hard questions and, and being um, removed also. It's like an individual yeah. who's not, who's like looking in and seeing the situation versus trying to like see it through your own eyes and trying to acquire the other person's perspective. But it's yeah. really hard sometimes. So we did that and, uh, we, the therapy was great. Um, coming back together for like couples therapy was great. And it's one of those things, you know, even now it's, it feels weird talking about just in the sense that, you know, there is such a stigma around being willing to admit that you need help with something in general. And especially, um, when you're talking about mental health or, um, or emotional stability or like going to a therapist to get, um, help with stuff like that. Uh, it's just, you know, one of those things that even today is not really talked about a lot, but it's, it's been really neat to get to share our story with people, um, friends and people we meet along the way that have maybe struggled through their own relationship stuff and hearing how many people have, um, either been anxious about like pursuing therapy or have gone through therapy and it's been wonderful. So, uh, it's cool to, to kind of hear other people's stories on how that's helped them. But for us, it's, we know not everyone's story ends up where it, I think if we had gone our separate ways, that would have been okay as well. But I'm so glad that we kind of fought through it. And, um, and it just turned out that coming back into the relationship when we moved back in together, 
it was it really is like two marriages like we there is there is that dividing line where we kind of look at our relationship as pre-separation post-separation and coming back together it it's not like every day is i mean we know how to fight like <laughs> we we can we can we can argue and uh get get at each other like the best with the best of them but at the end of the day i think we just really started being more intentional about getting to know each other and and asking each other like being more upfront with not being afraid to ask each other like hey where are you at with this what are your thoughts on whatever it is from like what kind of vegetables do you like with dinner <laughs> instead of me just making some you know or whatever to deeper heavier things like what do you do you think we're gonna have children in the next five years do you think you want to move across the like ask really seeking out each other's opinions and feelings on things and I think the more we've done that it's kind of creepy what like even this morning something happened where there will be things we don't talk about and one of us will just bring something up and it happens to be that the other it's been on the other person's mind yeah do you ever experience it's that like daily yeah, yeah it's freak freakishly often yeah in the water too the other day was kind of cute it was fun yesterday at the conference I went to go to use the restroom and I got water um and, yeah. and then I got water for her too, just out of like it just made sense. And she had texted me like, "Hey, can you get me some water?" And but he hadn't gotten I hadn't a text, got text yet. So it's just like a lot of so similar creepy. small things like that too. I would say one of my favorite things though is like after a little bit of robust dialogue, um, we will come back and circle back around with each other and still be like, "That's okay, what like, we call fighting." Yeah, robust dialogue. Like, dialogue. Like, what's Sorry, yeah. robust dialogue <laughs> yeah, is the nice way of saying I really don't like you right we're now. Having a, we're having a nice little <laughs> spout, but. But being able to come back and, and say, like, listen, like, accepting responsibility for what we've done and, and saying, like, I really want to gain your perspective on this. Like, just the sincerity from both of us of, yeah. like, like, I love you. I care about you. I know I don't always understand where you're coming from. So please help me to, to see that better because I really want to try to, to have that perspective. So yeah. I think that's been it. That was probably one of the big key things. And I th it wasn't intentionally. We weren't trying to do that from the beginning. But I think just... And I'm sure, as you guys know, too, like as you're raised by your parents, they have certain behaviors and things like that, whether they be positive or negative, that you may pick up from them. And then how that goes into your next relationship really is is unconscious a lot of times. And then having yeah. that's the big thing for me. Counseling did was was being able to open up to my eyes like, hey, you do these things and they're detrimental. They're not they're negative. Do you realize that? I'm like, oh, no, like I, I don't. So like now, thank you for pointing that out to me. So now I can be conscious of it and still have to work on it somewhat, but trying. <laughs> <laughs> which so how long have you guys been together high school sweethearts right no yes. no fifth grade <laughs> we were each other's best boyfriend and girlfriend in fifth grade but no we had a very long break in between less than two years less than two years yeah but, wow so what is that like so being were you friends the whole time though no we didn't know each other you didn't like wow no. okay. we went to the same high school but we were in very that's different that's really cute very, very different, different groups. Yeah. <laughs> That's incredible. And so cheerleader, jock. <laughs> yeah. Okay, got it. He nailed us. <laughs> yeah. You're just so good at like just telling to get people. A good picture for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> don't know how to visualize you guys. <laughs> yes. No, uh, not that there is anything wrong with either of those no, categories. No, no, because I was I was semi a part of those. Of I did us. Not at all. I did chameleon myself a little bit in some you of those. You were, so. yeah. Well, I did. I actually tried out for cheerleading one time. I think in ninth grade or something. Okay. Because I had been doing gymnastics and circus right. for my whole life. That makes sense. But then 
I don't know if I, I don't know if I, I don't remember if I made the squad or if I just was like, never mind. Like, I don't remember at all. I think I must have. I mean, I don't think anybody else in there could even do like a cartwheel. <laughs> so but, you were shooing for sure. Then. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And then I probably got it and was like, never mind. But, uh, <laughs> anyway, um, I talk about this in the first episode of the podcast, but I'm just going to tell you guys. Um, no, I think a, a, a part of our story that I really like was the day that he asked me to be his girlfriend in fifth grade happenstance was the day that my mom taught me about meditation and I was very obsessively thinking about him because he had just asked me to be his girlfriend like two hours before I had this talk with my mom wow. about the concept Seed of meditation planted, yeah so the, then for the next uh whatever 17 years until we met again every single time I went to meditate I thought his name even though even when it had been like 10 years since I'd last seen him or anything oh it was my just gosh, still, like, that's thinking amazing. Him. obviously he was like removed from those syllables for me but at the yeah. same time i do think that you know focusing my highest and best intention on yeah. cultivating this human <laughs> so, i don't know if that's, that's good or amazing. bad but i feel like that could be a really great way for someone to win someone's heart like hey our first date. Let's go do some meditation together. By the way, this is my name. From now on, you're only, you're going to think of me every time you meditate. I love that. <laughs> I, I told him this like early on when we started talking as adults. I was like, have I ever told you this? Because that's not, I mean, like that seems like something I would have reached out about even as told me that. <laughs> no, it was before we had gone out. We were just talking online. I told you that very early on. Oh, I love that's this. That's amazing. I love this. So, I was like, have I ever told you that? And you were like, no, but I'm honored. <laughs> I don't know if you were secretly like, what the fuck? <laughs> what this does girl. this talking online look like back in your time? That's fascinating a little bit. Well, that back was in, recently. Well, yeah, time we're talking about recently. But back true. in the day. Back in the day, we talked on AIM. AIM? AIM? Really? Yeah. Okay. Wow. Okay. That's I don't think I have even ever had like a real conversation on AIM. Like, uh, you're missing what, out. Like I, a deep, like a my, connection. This was 2001. Was the first time yeah, that we yeah. dated. Okay, yeah. that's amazing. Bill Clinton was president. No, we when we met, Bill Clinton was president. George Bush was president when we started dating. Oh, but 9/11 hadn't happened yet. Isn't that crazy to think about? Like, there's <laughs> man. That, I mean, technology-wise, even like there's a lot that's Huge gone down in the past. Jumps. Yes, yeah, definitely. So fifth grade, but yeah, our medium remains the same. I mean, it was on Facebook Messenger this time right, around, right. but uh, you know. Right. And then what? What kind of sparked that? What? What got you back to talking on Facebook, Facebook Messenger? <laughs> oh, we later. ran into each other, and I shouted his name because I'd been meditating <laughs> it for many years. Uh, so long. This was, was this uh, involuntary. You actually saw him and decided to shout his name. No, I no, mean like it was. <laughs> yeah, I saw him. This yeah, was, uh, I was working at meditation. Whole Foods um, <laughs> as, as a graphic designer. I had out on the floor, which I never am because I always had an office in the back. And uh, yeah, I saw him there. And he like never goes to Whole Foods, so it was just destiny. Um, wow. My mom called it when she she told me to move back. She was like, "Somebody from your past is going to come back." Did I she? Madly in love. Wow. Um, but That's amazing. Uh, yeah, so I just saw him there, and then yes, was very comfortable with his name since I thought about his name every day for twenty years or whatever. So That's I just screamed incredible. his name so when awesome. I saw him, and then he was like, "Wow, she seems really nice and enthusiastic." And she knows my name. <laughs> she knows <the> name. <laughs> Did you remember her like immediately, or it took me a second? I was kind of like I was like staring at wine to make this jus with, and I was like, "Which one?" So I was. I love you, you know. So I, was, I was deep in thought, and then I just hear my name being shouted. And I was like, "What the? F- 
What's going on right now? Is this an area of town that you typically frequented too? Like so, so somewhere where like it could someone could call your name inside a Whole Foods. I mean, he, he Whole lived down the near, block. Okay. Yeah, like not. He was like a quarter mile from that. So it Whole wouldn't Foods. be completely but unheard of that someone could shout your name. Yeah, it was but still uh, yeah. like who yeah. shouts my name? Yeah, like and yeah, especially like at Whole Foods, like <laughs> right. Yeah, That's yeah. so random. And like and then it even took me a minute because it had been. 10 years since we had seen one another. Wow. Yeah, we signed oh each other high God. school yearbooks, but that was like our only interaction for all of high school that I us can remember it. Yeah. And we wrote something like, we were each other's first wife and girlfriend. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, remember that time when we dated? Yeah. Grade? That's then, super cute. <laughs> yeah, I think that's like verbatim what he wrote. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you were like, you've always seemed nice. Remember that time? <laughs> it was something on Storky. That's amazing. So did you guys start dating and then say, hey, you know what we should do is move across the world together? And we'd already been dating for a bit before that conversation happened. I think we had talked about it. Had we read four-hour work week? Together. Oh, cool. Yeah, did you read Driving it together? to Ithaca. We, uh, I, I, know, I had already read book? it. It was like my family's yes. Bible when it first came out in yeah. the 2000s when I was like in high school. Um, yeah. Uh, I'd read it a couple times. I think I read it like right when I graduated from college again, but I hadn't read it since then. That was good old Tim Ferriss, man. That's amazing. uh, Yeah, right. I think we must have been talking about something, and I was like, "Have you ever heard about this?" And uh, but again, we already like, yeah, we've been together for a bit at that point, and I don't, yeah, neither of us really remember the origin stories. It was just kind of like destiny. Yeah, and that's just the obvious answer for lots of yeah. things. Yeah, both. We're getting more and more burnout with our current positions. Right. And just for that. Not understanding why we were doing what we were doing. Right. Yep. Uh, that became more and more apparent. So we were like, yeah. And I think like we both knew from talking so extensively and that we were the type of people that wanted to not be in the position that we were in for too much longer. So it was yeah. kind of like, why, why are we waiting? Jeff, definitely at Jen's behest. I think she was more willing to see that as a more close future than i was i was kind of like oh well we'll get to it you know right (laughs) right and it was definitely her that was like well but why yeah Um, why why are you putting yourself in this schooling program that makes you completely miserable just to do it at the end of the day and then not do that career path anyway so true i know it's crazy the things that we like convince ourselves are necessary or are the right path to take even if it's not something that brings joy into our lives or so you're not raising man yeah yeah and i like i had recently started going back to school and i was enjoying all the prereqs for nursing because they're very science oriented and i was like this is this is awesome like this 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 is fulfilling this is satisfying and then i started I just went into nursing because I knew they had the science prereqs and I was like, that'll be fun. And it's a lucrative with a lot of chance for you know, changing directions and not really being that into nursing. But if you know any nurses or know anybody who's gone through nursing school, it's oh, yeah. kind of have to be dedicated to the, the profession yeah. to make it. And I was, I was doing really well, but I was killing myself because I wasn't, my heart wasn't in it. And as soon as like I started actual nursing school, I was like, this sucks. Right. This is not fun anymore. And that definitely helped to be like, no, nah, I'm done. Right. Leaving I'm going to Thailand. You guys are crazy. <laughs> like waking up at five o'clock in the morning to go. Oh, it was terrible. Nursing school is no joke. Oh it's yeah. It was, yeah. It's competitive. So and yeah. It's like. Yeah. It's, but he was number one competitor. He's the koala champion of the whole world. That's amazing. I, I was doing really well. <laughs> <laughs> My teachers it's, were very surprised. 
yeah, yeah. the teachers. But then we went and met with his uh, with uh, an advisor. Yeah, we lucked out that my advisor was wasn't like, there, and I was meeting this other advisor, and she was like, she had previously been a nurse, and she heard this story. It. <laughs> and we talked about natural building, and she was like, oh my god, this is clearly Go, a passion. Do run. not be a nurse. <laughs> I quit. I highly recommend quitting. If your heart's not in it, get out oh, now. The nursing Your advisor, mind you. That's yeah. oh, appropriately timed. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, that's got to be a sign. <laughs> I know, right? right? Like, what are the odds yeah. of that? There's that's things that work incredible. out that are, so it's so wonderful. Yes, yeah. and now it's I been like that. I think we would talk about it every week of just like the since the moment we got on this path of stuff that actually brings us joy. I mean, especially him because I was on that a little bit more. It's just been like everything constantly is just like given and falls into place and being like, yes, you are on the correct path here's everything to help you on this path as opposed to i feel like yes. nursing school and that path that was constantly like huge heavy boulders being dropped on our heads and hearts and yeah. yeah yeah isn't that that's so true like um it's you almost become numb to the uphill battle that something is when it's not really the path that you're supposed to be going down and then once you start pursuing I think I think it almost has become it's funny to me how some people kind of see the idea of pursuing passion to be like this almost like negative connotation like not everyone gets to pursue it's their passion dream, but right? yeah, yeah. That's the thing that people don't they want to look at it as like well you're you're not you're not being reasonable you're you're right. chasing your dreams like that's not appropriate right not everyone <laughs> yeah. is like why would you do that right <laughs> yeah god you forbid do? you're happy yeah, for exactly. the rest why of your you, life why like, would that you sounds... spend nine hours a day doing something you enjoy like, right <laughs> but then when you say like no i'm gonna commit myself it's not that it's always easy but i'm gonna commit myself to pursuing joy and pursuing things that fulfill me and actually make me feel like I'm contributing something great to the world it is crazy to just watch doors open up and and again like even though there are difficult times and you might even still have to work for whatever it is you're pursuing um, to see things fall into place so much easier than when you're beating your head against the wall to I think what's also like kind of scary and really interesting is what you were saying before too about not realizing when you're not going down the right path and there's all these obstacles that you're spending so much energy sort of needlessly trying to overcome and you don't really realize it while you're in it and i think that applies to other situations too like such as relationships where why are you pointing at me for that (laughs) he was general gesturing (laughs) you are are the the person i'm relationship (laughs) no no they were definitely you know largely mine like i stopped drinking into our relationship because we realized that it wasn't working. Like it was yeah. like I would be drinking and I would drink too much and then it just wouldn't work well. And yeah. we kept trying to like do this and it was like, but why? So why? When we stopped, we really realized retroactively, like, wow, that was really that was really stupid. <laughs> like, yeah. No, totally. why would you keep doing something that just didn't work? That's and like, then you pull it it's out. It's hard to see when you're in it. But right? yeah. Being like yeah. That and then it's like well, going a different direction is even an option. I mean, yeah, especially with things like drinking. Yeah. It's like all of society is constantly being like, this is the only path. This is what people like, do. Yeah. This is right. what people yeah. do. To Like nobody talks about removing yourself from that yeah. as even a possibility and like that you can still, you know, be cool. I mean, like even whatever, when we were talking the other day online, I was like awkwardly defending us of being like, well, we wake up early and we don't drink, but I promise we're cool <laughs> and you'll have fun with us. Just... No, I love that. Absolutely, yeah. No, that's so funny. I didn't think about it. Is having to defend that, but totally, yeah. I don't think I even like thought twice about it. I was yeah. like, "Oh, that's cool." Yeah. Like, <laughs> there's, yeah, it's not a, it's, it's really. I think there's something very special and 
great anytime I get to meet people that are even willing to be upfront and honest about themselves, like maybe doing things a little differently or off the beaten path. Like anytime somebody, and we do all feel that way, right? Like I have to defend before I'm even questioned about this. I have to defend the Mm -hmm. fact that I choose this way. That's not the norm. Um, but I always find that so fascinating because I'm like, awesome. I want to hear more about that. Like, tell me what, you know, it's, it's, it's refreshing to know that there are people in the world that choose to go down the, like you said, a path that sometimes you don't even realize is an option in life until you think about it, choose it. And then you're like, oh, this is something that is an option. I can live my life this way. This makes me want to start a company full of like therapists to help you realize how you are being in your relationships alongside counselors to help you figure out your profession. Like, <laughs> like that's what we really need. Like you think about how many people like go to search for a job and then they just like, yeah, they go and look online and they're like, well, I can physically do this and mentally I'm right. capable of doing this. But then like we were saying earlier, like, does it provide you any happiness, any joy? Cause yeah. you think about how much more work you get out of someone who's like, I'm inspired to do this. Like I love doing this. This is my passion. Like I can get behind this and I'm, I'm all, I'm sold out. Like, and how much less you technically even have to pay them to some degree. Cause like, I'm so much more willing to do something mm-hmm. for less money if I love what I'm doing. And I'm like, okay, I'm not getting paid as much, but I'm paying my bills and, and I'm really happy with what I'm doing. So yeah, that's... I think the disconnect really happens a lot with education is when you start to invest hundreds of thousands of dollars in an education, sure. you need to get an ROI. You need to yes. get a return Absolutely, on that. Absolutely. Yeah. And then you're, you're sort of in this position where you're like, well, do I accept this job that I am not really that? hate you know at the worst but i'm just just not satisfied with yeah it's still like a slow death like you're not wrong it's so true you know if education was better funded Mm -hmm. maybe (laughs) that wouldn't happen as much crazy concept yeah yeah (laughs) if we didn't have to become slaves to the debt of our education right actually get to enjoy things that we're doing and and put people in the right places and be better at it yeah when you do something you are passionate about you put your whole being into it and you're yeah. gonna produce a lot more to put it in economic terms like yeah that's better and it only becomes cyclical after that like then you have other people that are inspired and other people that want right. to do the same and then they just they and then they find other people because they know other people and it's just it all continues to yeah work really well yeah i'm i'm super thankful that we've had opportunity to explore different career paths yeah as adults and and kind of taste different options mm-hmm. and also that we're we both have been okay with walking away from great opportunities because they didn't feel that they would fit into our lives in the long run. Um, but it's kind of hard sometimes when you're faced with, Hey, you, and a lot of times money is a big piece of that, right? Like here's an opportunity to make more money. It's hard to turn that down when you're being told this is a great opportunity. Um, yeah. That's what everybody around you is like after. It's just more money, more money, right. more money. Right. Like, yeah, I guess. I mean, yeah, but sure. again, that's typically to like, I mean, especially probably in all Western society, yeah. is to stay on the same path with your blinders on. I mean, like that people are wanting the that money race. in order yeah. to go out every weekend and drink themselves silly to forget about how much the work week sucks. Yep. Yeah, because that's where they yep. think their happiness Everybody's... lies and their joy, but it's not. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Literally living for the weekend. Like, that is an actual thing. Yeah. And that's been one of my favorite things recently that one of our favorite uh, um, influencers, I guess, or whatever, motivational speakers and entrepreneurs has kind of gotten into, which is just, like, this mentality of, like, 
I don't really care about retirement because I'm going to love what I'm doing and I'm going to do it mm-hmm. for always. And like oh, that yeah. totally clicks with me. I'm like, yes, like that makes sense. Like, why would you want to work to hopefully get to some happiness as opposed to yeah, I think that's like opening chapter for our work week, basically. Yeah. Just yeah, like yeah, doing many retirements forever. Like what type of person who has passion is going to be like, okay, now I'm good with being complacent and dying. Yeah, right. 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 Let me work my whole life for the dream of not doing anything worthwhile. Yeah. Like, it's a very backwards way of thinking when you when you say it out loud and think about it. Yeah, yes. but it's what we do typically. I mean, as a society, it's what we do, or especially Western society. Yeah, I would like, say, yeah, definitely Western society. It's what we're trained to do. Yeah, it's crazy, man. So um, crazy. crazy. I want to go back to how you started this thought train of uh, therapists working alongside career therapists, and I want to say, like, do you guys ever think about and marvel over how there's really like no education towards how to be in a relationship like one of like the biggest or like Mm. usually the single biggest commitment that somebody makes in their entire life and something that there's so much energy and even stuff like productivity at work is tied into like if your relationship isn't going well your productivity is going to be crap if you're feeling happy and and satisfied and in passion from your relationship your work is going to thrive and there is nothing helping or teaching anybody Uh, also sort of on the same line we've heard a bit about um relationships in in thailand and that like the majority that it's even less education here um and like a lot of it is just based off of soap operas and like that that's what people are learning and yeah that we've heard really crazy things about you know westerners being relationships with thais of both um genders that it's just crazy drama that in the states you would be like arrested for these things uh, but oh like that's gosh. what people are learning and that's their example and that's yeah. then what's acceptable anyway yeah it's yeah, also happening that. in the states too though I mean, oh yeah like reality sure. television from, oh, from yeah. my oh, industry, right yeah trevor pretty... thinks reality television is to blame for like all i would concur with that it's the worst it's absolutely oh, it's miserable it's scary yeah and if anything, that is the education that we receive, right? Is television is like entertainment, uh, media, different media outlets do feed into what we think of ourselves and what we think of how to interact with other people, right? So, not just romantic relationships, but in friendships, in business transactions, in um, any kind of partnership, it's like we have this painted picture that's so skewed. And you're so right, Jen. The biggest relationship of your life that you like when you choose to do life with another person and for however long that ends up being and you know for a lot of us I think not for everyone but for a lot of us it is like hey the goal is forever like this is a forever thing like I'm wanting to do life with this person for as long as that takes us down the road um it's crazy that that one person that you're choosing to do life with you have no idea how to we really didn't good yeah. at that. No, how to be good at it. Right. Like there's no, and we're not taught that. That's not even in, there's no framework for that growing up or no, as we a young adult. to seek out like counsel for that either. Really not, not, I mean, not, no, it's like it's getting the opposite. better. It's, it's getting better. Yeah. But right. It's quite. once you're already doing a bad job typically right. that then yeah. you're going to seek right. any help. Like there's no pre. What would that look like though? I mean, I don't know if I'd really be comfortable with schools, you know, 
teaching Go- governmentally funded organizations. No, I know. Teaching, yeah. I mean, can you imagine if in the fifties that was a thing? Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I don't think it could Gosh, be. Can you imagine? Oh, I would yeah. say well, I would say, current, I would say the current structure of government, the way it's being done, at least it couldn't be governmentally involved. But I think it could be a passion project for someone. Like I think someone could say, like, okay, like, right. I want to provide, and I think it, I don't know. It's, I, I think it would just be just a, a higher focus on on relationships right like like you have counseling centers that are for individuals and they have couples counseling too but i think this one would be and i think it actually has a really interesting the way you guys are pointing that out it has a really interesting kind of connotation that you could apply towards not just like romantic relationships but also business relationships um, yeah. uh, uh, educational relationships partnerships of all kinds it could be really fascinating on how like hey like i want this partnership to go better i want it to be improved i want it to be as successful as possible what what do we need to do? Like, what does this look like? And then just having that outside perspective and those uh, those mediations, I think, would be really key. So like that makes practical sense. psychology, right? Yeah. yeah. Don't be a dick. One hundred and one. So many people that need that lesson. Seriously, that will you look at like the upswing of um, a lot of movements right now that really at their core are related around like compassion and empathy and. Um, there is a lot of work and a lot of exposure right now for how to be less about yourself and more about understanding how as you as you are concerned for others you actually get so much in return for that and so there i i imagine there's got to be more of a space for that to be ingrained into our learning environment well i think what used to do it to you know, you could argue about how successfully it was the church. Yeah. And, and that's been going down yeah. in recent years, which, Definitely. you know, either I think we're going to have to see that reverse or something else emerge to yeah. take its place. Yeah. Uh, I know you guys have mentioned your Christians. Yeah. I don't know how much you want to go into. As um, far as. I was, I was raised Episcopalian. Do you mind okay. if I asking what uh, denomination? No. no yeah. I, so so I, I'm going I'm to I'm say what James said. Uh, not me, James, but the other James, which I really love recently. You know, you just talk about yourself right. the third, the third person. person. So James said the greatest James likes thing. James to talk about himself in the third person. Um, so uh, another fun happenstance, just before we left, we were throwing away and, and selling and getting rid of all of our belongings, obviously. And a, a gentleman uh, was getting out of his car. He wasn't even coming to our sale. I had signs up and stuff. And I just was like, I was like, hey, if you want some great stuff that could be free or want to buy some stuff, we're going to Thailand, so we don't need any of it. Come on in. Like, I was just, like, at the point where, like, we needed to get rid of more still, and I wanted to grab some. So I grabbed him. He was so sweet and came in with his, his lady. And um, long story short, though, is he's a believer as well. And the way he described it as uh, no longer kind of telling people that he's a Christian, but telling people that he's a Jesus follower or a follower of Jesus. So oh, I, would say that I we, like that distinction. So yeah. do we. we that connotation that. feels so much more right. Right? There's this, accurate there's and comfortable, sad, right? Yeah, there's really a sad yeah. uh, connotation right now when you tell someone, like, I'm a Christian. Like, there's almost this, like, how are they going to feel? And it's like, mm-hmm. there's, there's just so much negativity around it. There's a, I forget the word that they were using, but um, as far as what that name and saying that you're a Christian kind of looks like, uh, there's a certain word, but all that to be said, like a stigma, it has stigma a certain sti- and something st- else, stigma but, around it. but Especially uh, what, I mean, us. Absolutely. And so my, my thing is now I, I would say, so when you ask, like we, we've been a little bit all over the map when it comes to denominations, but I would say predominantly probably not a denomination, but, but I think that's where we would just start, are, are describing ourselves more and more now is just like, we're a follower of Jesus. So not so much that we belong to a church at all. Um, but that we just really, look to to 
it's a relationship. It's definitely not a religion for us. That's a big piece for me, for me at least, I would say. Yeah. Um, so denominationally, because that is such a large, in good and bad ways, I think that has defined Christianity is like it's been divided into so many smaller compartmentalized denominations. Um, denominationally, for years we've attended what is officially a Baptist church, but a very progressive Baptist Whoa. church. That sounds like an oxymoron, but right, yeah, it, totally. it definitely is. <laughs> um, to the point that uh, the pastor of our church uh, makes frequent jokes about the fact that the majority of the congregation probably doesn't even know that we're Baptist, <laughs> that they are attending a Baptist church. Um, and every time he kind of brings it up flippantly, I think there are probably some deep breaths being taken in the audience. Like, oh, like, shit. What? <laughs> Where yeah. am I? What am I doing here? <laughs> like, what is this? Um, but it's it's funny to think about how we we tend to, like, as believers in general, as Christians in general, um, we tend to need these boundaries on ourselves like i believe this so i fall into this denomination when really um i mean if we're all if we're pursuing like the foundation of just like believing what the bible says and and wanting to mold like shape our lives after what we're taught from that um and really like wanting to shape our lives to just be in relationship with god and believing there is a god and understanding that um our higher purpose is to like serve his purpose then the rest of it's kind of what we i guess we would call like these open-handed things right like i can totally respect somebody else's faith um and be in complete opposition to them on a particular topic like how we approach you know sense like how we approach politics or how we approach um relationships um we might have strong disagreements, but I can still respect another believer as and and really believe that they are a Christian um, and have a strong, positive relationship with that person and equally have a strong, positive relationship with an athe- a self-proclaimed atheist. Yeah. We have a lot of friends who right. are um, we're super grateful that they're willing to be in friendship and relationship with us, understanding that we have very, very different views on who we are, why we're here, but love each other and adore each other. I think that's great. I mean, I think that's, I think that's, that goes beyond just religion too, is being able to understand that the person who you are in disagreement with about some pretty heated topics, especially in the political arena is they, they really just have everybody's best interests at heart too. You just have some fun, some principles that are disagreed upon. Yeah. But the end goal is still the same. You know, you still want prosperity and joy and happiness for, you know, there's very, very few people in the world that don't want those things right. for everybody else. For like, sure. Yeah. I mean, Agreed. That's true. It's tough to get people to all come to that same conclusion. Like, right. no, you know, like, like you guys can live your lives and still be okay with one another. You know? Do you, what do you think? I'm curious what your thoughts are and like, what do you think makes that difficult? What, do you, do you have an idea of like what you think makes people that have different ideas on? Um, I think it's tiered. I think that okay. it begins with real problems and real suffering. So, yeah. and, and that sort of like, you know, you could take something like abortion. Yeah. Know? And if you take the op- opinion that that fetus is a child that's being murdered, 
then it becomes really easy to say see somebody who who believes that you know the prosperity and health of a mother is more important you know that that becomes something worth fighting for sure yeah you know those two positions are not in congruence with one another and, right. and, and you're defending a, a baby's life right and that, that's something that should be and i think that then you start to build generalizations of people who wind up having specific beliefs and then that becomes even worse because it becomes like sort of more insidious yeah. of that group of people i don't like and more vague and more you're not yeah. defending an honor you're not defending like a belief system at that point you just are not liking somebody right so it becomes this whole tiered version of like what winds up leading to hatred and like really yeah. true animosity and it shouldn't be that way it should be a discussion about what's totally. going to benefit the world yeah not like you're wrong you're evil right because it's right. not true you know, it's, yeah that's so true that reminds that's like, me of a friend of ours are you gonna say the same thing no go ahead i was I'm gonna curious. say uh I, I a sweet friend of ours who didn't start off as a friend of ours necessarily um but we care about him dearly and he loves us too but just lumped lumped someone in one time when they expressed uh their viewpoint on like vaccinations and and stuff like that and and there happened to be a somewhere in the in the same realm there happened to be someone talking about flat earth and he just kind of lumped them both together he's like oh well those flat earthers are also vaxxers or anti-vaxxers yeah. and all this kind of stuff as well and so it's just kind of funny how like that just like what you're saying like sometimes it's like one little thing and then it obviously just must lump in everything else and like and then you can't like you can't it's such a mess then at that point to try to pull out and say well no like if you just like approach each piece by piece and say well this is my views on this and this is why as opposed to just like lumping it all together and it's even worse because it becomes, it becomes like a mob mentality. Yeah, so absolutely. You, you know, you relate to these people on, on a few topics and then you start to sort of have to back them up on other things. Like, and that that's not great either. Like, no. you know. Yeah, that's a dangerous, that's Is a that what you were going to say to you? Well, just that, um, to your point, yeah, it's a slippery slope when sometimes you get yourself backed into a corner where you feel that in order to defend some of your belief systems, you kind of have to encamp yourself with a larger group of people. And then even if you don't see eye to eye on everything, so, so that even in our political um, climate right now, you know, we're seeing that so much where if somebody identifies as uh, affiliated with, let's say like in the U S like a, as if you identify as a Republican versus a Democrat or a conservative versus liberal um, viewpoint, then you almost, I I see people, I see the conflict in people's like hearts where I don't think they agree with everything that a certain, you know, politician uh, stands for. And yet it's almost like you're denying your people if you, Stand yeah, up against that. yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I have to believe that a lot of people who support our current president kind of fell into that, where yeah. it's like, yeah. I'm a Republican, and you know, there's a lot of value to be said for a lot of Republican ideas. You know, like I'm not a big fan of large federal government that doesn't necessarily spends right. a bunch of money. Like, right, I, right. I can get on board with that, right? But I don't necessarily need to vote for somebody who wants to go grab him grabbing by the pussy i, I can't do it <laughs> right, I, it right. doesn't this seems so hard for me to understand how somebody I can be can for be, one of those things and yeah not. like yeah. like you know but like back to like what you were saying that 
the definitions are also a problem. Like when you're like denomination, it's like, well, I mean, I might be a denomination. Like it's kind of an easy way to categorize and generalize. Yeah. But it's those categorizations and those generalizations that yeah wind up being the problem. Absolutely. Right. And it, and it hinders us from really being, it's so (laughs) at the risk of sounding too hippie. (laughs) It's, it's so sad to think that we, um, hinder ourselves from being open to there's so much more in the world than our current understanding of things and at any point when we bind ourselves to saying like i am this denomination i am this political affiliation i am you know so forth and so on you're you're preventing you're missing out on such a greater understanding of the world because to be open to an idea that you might not agree with is not to say that, um, I mean, you don't, you don't have to align with everything to want to understand it better. So there's a part of me, like, um, you mentioned abortion earlier. There's, I'm, I would hesitate to call myself pro-life where most of my life I have categorized myself as being somebody that's pro-life, not pro-choice, but to be more, um, encompassing of that I've over the last couple of years realized that there are stories of people that have had horrendous experiences firsthand experiences with their pregnancies or with um, being in just really horrible shitty situations where they've had to make really hard choices and for me to say that I have no um, that the line is black and white completely is to deny so many people's experiences from being valid um, for them for where they're at in their life at the moment where they have to make that really hard choice. And, and so, you know, I feel like it's such a freeing place to be at. If you can get to this place and I'm using abortion as the example, but in any area topic of life, we, if you can get to the place to say like, Hey, I think this is, um, generally the direction that I would align with while still being completely open to the fact that there can also be this. So it's like a both and and mentality versus an either or, you know. I think that a lot of people have spent a lot of money, a lot of politicians have done a very good job at polarizing us in that sense of, uh, like, if you subscribe to a belief, you have to subscribe to that entire belief. Yeah. And it really is beneficial to have them draw those lines and have you to choose to be on one side or the other. Because yeah. then it's so much easier to get your vote if once you've declared a camp rather right. than be wishy-washy in the middle, you know, not wishy-washy. I think that's got too negative, but you get to do. Uh, and it's a shame because you're absolutely right. I mean, I would say that, you know, abortions are horrible and should never happen. But and there are plenty of circumstances, in my opinion, that I have no right to tell somebody that they can't have that. Right. Like, right. They shouldn't consider that a possibility. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah. Ideally, there's other stuff we can do to make it so it doesn't ever have to happen. Yeah, right. For sure. Yeah, for sure. That's what we should really be focusing on. Like, right. Like, why do we have, yeah, why does it have to be one or the other? Yeah. Why can't we, like, work towards a, a lesser society situation? where it's, yeah. it's not even a reality where it has to be a choice? That's yeah. really my hope for, I think, our next generations is that I feel like we are getting this mentality of instead of, like, the old mentality has just been like, well, these are the ways and this is how we handle them. And I feel like hopefully more of us are saying, like, hey, like, we can destroy this whole frame and like rebuild it. And like, let's look at an entire, let's have a different perspective entirely on this and come at it from a completely different direct direction. And therefore we might find a much better solution for everyone. And then 
everyone can be happy. It doesn't have to be this like, well, everyone's not going to be happy. I, I think that's even like a, a mantra that some people feel nowadays, especially when it comes to po- politics. It's like, well, everyone's not going to be happy. Okay, maybe, probably, possibly, but what if? Like, what if? Like, I can we not it's do like this? necessary for that to happen is, and it kind of ties into what we were just talking about a little earlier, is being able to see past the current system that you're in. Yeah. So you, you create this reality of these systems that we, it's really difficult to see out of. You know, it is what is, and there's no other, until you get, you know, like at the peak of that, there's like Einstein, who was able to see an entire universe that we hadn't even contemplated its existence right. yet. And, you know, somewhere in between, it's like where we need to get in order to start making some significant change in the way that we function as a society, because yeah. our systems are flawed. The yeah. premise from which they were built is flawed. Yeah. And to get out of that and to imagine something new is difficult. Yeah. Especially to get the masses to do is even more That's on an individual part. scale on a podcast. Yeah, yeah. But you know, things like this, this the dissemination of ideas and yeah. I think art are, are beautiful ways to make people expand sure. that horizon. And hopefully 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 we'll get there. Definitely something like this too. That I, I love that because you're 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 la- putting it into a place where people don't have to argue or talk, but they can just listen and then think. Yeah. Which that's a big part, right? Like if we would all listen a little bit more. Right. And then think. And then maybe respond. Or maybe listen some more and then think some more. I don't know. So you're saying podcasts can change the world. Podcasts can Absolutely. change the world. Absolutely. Oh, my God. Podcasts have changed our world. For sure. True. Yeah. Sure. Same for us. Yeah. Invisibilia. Great podcast. Yeah. Invisibilia has changed the way I think about thinking. I mean, we were just talking about that earlier today, of the nature of thoughts and how to deal with them. Because uh, Invisibilia... I, the ultimate lesson that I took away from this episode, you guys should definitely check it out, is yeah. that the current, the majority of of therapists, Western therapists today, subscribe to the idea that thoughts are relatively meaningless and that we shouldn't uh, subscribe our identity to our thoughts mm. of being like, oh, okay, like I had just had a thought about like, you know, this lady in a wheelchair rolled down the street. What if I shoved her out into the street as a possibility that that doesn't necessarily just because that thought crossed my mind doesn't make me an evil murderer with terrible yeah. intentions. That's just like a uh, brain happening. Or like yeah. just, just random chemicals and synapses firing and your brain making sense of the world and whatnot. And that's not who you are. But then at the same time, I also believe all of these uh, hippie things of, of, you know, that I manifested Trevor because I meditated on him for 20 years and like right. the thoughts do have power yeah. right. and that the, I, the placebo effect is a powerful and wonderful thing um that you can legitimately heal your body from just being under the impression that that's what you're doing yeah your own brain can take care of you but like where does that where does that fall with uh my dad told me that if i think about getting cancer i'm gonna get cancer and that that makes me really freaked out because now every time cancer crosses my brain i'm like oh my god don't think about it don't think about it i'm just attracting cancer into my cells for every moment that i think about it don't think about it stop thinking about cancer oh my god oh my god oh my god and then i'm like no 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 just don't give any like so now every time every time that comes to your brain though you should just think about how awesome your body is and how it can heal itself and how much power is in it so that every time that thought enters in it's like well the equation then is like ah but there's this there's the counterbalance so it's like my body's awesome it's gonna it's gonna heal itself it's gonna do what it's gonna do i like that that's very yeah, good I advice that's perfect conquering yeah. anxiety with absolutely. being like i could i could take this yeah, right totally mm. absolutely i'm a huge i love i that's a probably conversation for another podcast but i'm a huge <laughs> huge uh person that's intrigued on on just the abilities of the human mind and what it possesses over our bodies and 
and what we can do through meditation and, and just focus and stuff like that. It's definitely fascinating to me. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Should we ask them about uh, going to extremes? I'm not sure. With anxiety? Of the oh, yeah, sure. Go ahead. Calling <laughs> 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 people. <laughs> Pretty sure I'm correct here, but go ahead. I mean, they are fans of Tim Ferriss. Yeah, you know, Tim Ferriss agrees with me. Okay, I was just being like, so I you say this. Would, he's gonna listen to our podcast. He's gonna call us and say, "That's not really what I said." <laughs> that's my objective. But it'd be just, awesome he because gave it's a, Tim Ferriss. In that case, on you can it. come like, and defend yourself, Tim Ferriss. Back on this, that would be pretty impressive. Just, oh okay, um, basically that as, if you start going into any type of like down spiral anxiety, anything of just being like endless options of all of these horrible things yeah that you should stop that say all right what is absolutely the worst possible thing that could happen immediately figure that out of like the dead end and usually it's you know dying a horrible death dial that back to like what realistically what's the most terrible thing that could happen and it's like oh my boss might be a little bit weird towards me for a day and like right and then instead of spending three hours filling your mind with endless possibilities of all the ways in which you're a failure and people are going to hate you or you're whatever all you're going to die and and being like okay realistically worst thing that can happen let's go to it let's think about that okay and kind of like being able to stop the anxiety loops by going to the worst possible place as fast as you possibly can so that's what i try to do Trevor thinks i'm crazy (laughs) Well, let's be clear. I mean, you you said it there a little bit more. There is something to be said by saying, okay, like, you know, if I take an extra day with this project, the worst thing that's going to happen is Okay, because I used a boss example. So usually for me, it's something along the lines of, well, like, you know, (laughs) you're just saying, but James didn't come home quite on time. Like, if Trevor doesn't do something on time, I'm immediately like, he's dead, he's dead, he died in a horrible car accident, he's 100% dead, oh my god, what is my entire life without him? What am I going to say at his funeral? Oh my god, how am I going to go yes. through life without him? What are we going to do about you? And like, it's immediately like, he's he's eight minutes late, I Chewy's didn't hear crisp. from him. Chewy's crisp, he's good. <laughs> yeah, Chewy's crispy as fuck, he's, he's going to be fine. Um, nice. But, <laughs> no, yes, I can 100% relate to that. Yeah, so, totally. James, um, before we moved out of the States, James rode a motorcycle for quite a while as his main vehicle so often if he was four or five minutes later than i anticipated him being home this exact it's actually really great to hear somebody else (laughs) talk about how extreme they go with these thoughts because i have planned out what i'm going to say at james's funeral funeral so many times and even to the point of planning out like how am i going to discuss his life insurance policy with his family like how much do i think i would give to them how much time would i spend like i maintain that that cannot be a healthy thought train i'm not yeah i'm saying it's unhealthy massive amount of energy of being like if i don't if i don't immediately say hey 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 What's realistically the worst yes. thing that can happen right now? Okay, realistically, <laughs> it could be that you're dead. But most realistically, it's like, okay, you know, yeah. either somebody cut you off in traffic and it's taking a minute or like maybe your bike did get messed up. So you've, and- never, you've never added this caveat of like, oh, yeah, the realistic worst part of that could happen. I mean, yeah. Yes, I you have. Think oh, like, my God. Oh, this yeah, is literally it's probably fine because realistically episode. he's just that stuck at a red light. That's night. totally fine. You, oh, yeah, that's great. God, this is a ridiculous love, thing for you so to dial back on right now. I think now. the positive thing to look it. at though, right, is the retraining of the brain because no matter what, ironically, whether you realize it or not, even in just what you just said, ironically, you're you're already turning yourself 
back the other way. You're already putting a halt at it just because like you even know now that if these thoughts start coming into my head, I'm going to take this action. Therefore, that's going to react in this action and then it'll be done. And so like, I think like that's the positive thing to focus on, right? Is like, yeah, like either way, you're, you're already, you're already teaching your brain to retrain the thoughts to go back and then, and then normalize kind of, but it's like, lack of a better word. Trevor said one time about something with his anxiety that whenever it starts getting weird, that he just puts up a big red stop sign in his head and nice. like, that's the end of it. That's but beautiful. I feel like for me, I need to investigate the deepest, darkest depths before I can right. begin to come back. I need to. See, that's what you normally say. The deep, <laughs> deepest, darkest. And I, I, you don't need to go there. I mean, can, okay, but now that you, I know you can relate to me, <laughs> yeah. do you feel like you could legitimately, like, if the, the that that anxiety spiral starts happening of, like, James is 100% dead, like, right. like you have to, it's the responsible thing to consider everything that you have to do to deal with his death and how you're going yeah. to go on living. So and th- could you just be like, these thoughts are unreasonable. I'm going to make some pasta. Like, you, would that work for you for a second? So I think, actually, I would almost, um, I would almost argue that, by going down, I feel like I've been in two places with this particular example. I've been in the place where I worked myself up into a lot of stress and anxiety by questioning, by letting the question of whether he's dead right. on the side of the road circle, cycle through my head over and over. Like, okay, am I going to get this call? Like, what? Like, where is he? Why? It's been 60 more seconds. <laughs> and then, like, kind of like focusing on that middle ground of like, anticipation of is this true or not and then so in some senses i feel like the times where my brain goes to kind of like you mentioned like that that end result like so okay if i if i got that call and um and this was the reality then what what would that look like and it's weird because there is there are times where so this has gone through my head multiple times and there there are times where i'm like i'm a horrible person am i where i've almost questioned myself like God, am I wishing this on him? Because I'm like thinking oh my through God. what it would look like. Don't even go there. <laughs> the power of thoughts. That's just how this started. Anger can become a self-indulgent negative thought where you're like, you want to be angry. Yeah. Like, and you'll, you'll feed right. into that even when we you know it's unnecessary. Yeah. Yesterday? No, it might have been longer ago. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Remember this? We were on oh, scooter. no, no. Totally. I've just, um, yeah, uh, but, I oh, just yeah, recently yeah, yeah. did a, a breath work session i don't i forget what the official terminology is but um one of our friends in pi has started uh her she's taking her career in a, in a direction of basically being a a breathing therapist oh wow which is something that i've been really interested in for ever because i've had breathing issues since i was uh, maybe 13 or something uh, in terms of being related to anxiety like having panic attacks and yeah and so i did that in november and since then, as I've started, I've been a few times where I've had intense anxiety since then, it started to go in the direction of a panic attack. And now she's given me these tools to work away from it. That's, That's great. so cool. They work. And then there's a huge part of me <laughs> that I confess to Trevor. I'm like, this is so childish. And like, I feel like a toddler having a tantrum where it's like, I'm doing the adult choice of like, of dialing back from this right. panic attack because now I have these tools and that is the direction I want to go in but there's a big part of me that feels really like angry and disappointed that I don't get to yes. go all the way with those intense emotions and feel validated by whatever uh, has upset me in the first place of right. being like if this can drive me into a panic attack then like I deserve yes. to have this reaction to be upset about it that's how upsetting this thing is yeah and like you know I can talk about it 
like this somewhat objectively and be like rationally that doesn't really make any sense and i'm making the you know the appropriate decision to be like okay i don't need to go there and it is an interesting way of now like having a big perspective change about like what the nature of emotions and anger and anxiety and all of this stuff of yeah doesn't that sound strangely reminiscent of the whole catastrophizing argument and planning out your death yeah like doesn't it kind of seem a little similar well i mean that's all that's usually the thing that drives me into a panic attack so i now have these breathing exercises to walk back from you dying um <laughs> but you're still but still, still on board with saying mentally, that going to the point of you dying is still the Oh, the, the effective no way to handle this whole version of the world where I have a thinking brain where if something happens that the thought isn't going to cross my mind that you're dead. It's just right. then how do I deal with that thought train? And I have found that the most effective way to not live in that paralyzing chaos state of anxiety is to do whatever I can to get that swirling drain of thoughts to stop. Yeah. And to, to stop that for me at this moment in my journey of whatever <laughs> is uh, to go to the deepest, darkest place and be like, this is as far as it can go. So now I don't have to go any farther and I can yeah. stop. How long, can I ask how long you've been practicing kind of that? You're using that, that method? Um, hmm, I don't know. A couple of years. I, I can't wh- remember if it's before or after we started dating. What I understand too from what you described is how you utilize that is there's there's the darkest, farthest part, but then there's a, a step back. Knowing that you're going to come to that step back, is that a possibility of skipping the other step? Or is that like, or does that feel like an absolute, an absolute necessary step? Or is there a possibility like, because eventually, like, you know yourself going into it, like, okay, I know I'm coming back to this point. But at first, let me step here. I feel like there's a pretty big difference between like whatever the emotions are and whatever the mm-hmm. thoughts are. Yeah. And being like, yeah, I can be a bit more responsible with my emotional reaction and take charge of that. But there's something of like, if I don't try to get to that thought place intentionally, then it will just be a never ending loop of options. Yeah. Because I definitely understand. I was telling this actually to Jen this morning, even that last night as I was falling asleep, my brain started having anxiety about all the things that we need to get done. And like before we go to Vietnam, it's like, okay, we need to do this and this and this and this and this. And tomorrow this is happening. And then, like, okay, like, well, and like, and, and, and ironically, I was actually listening to, we listen to the Bible a lot of times as we're going to sleep just to get some more of that in. And so, um, ironically, I was listening to that at the same time. I was like, whoa, 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 my brain needs to be quiet right now. Like, I need to stop thinking and this is where my focus needs to be. And so, um, so, so, so I just, I asked that cause I'm, I'm trying to kind of understand like, are there absolute steps or like for me, like I definitely have had those moments where like, I do feel like this spiral of like thoughts and whirlwind of like everything that's going around. And then sometimes not always, but sometimes I'm able to just say like, Whoa, silence like this. And maybe it's more that stop sign mentality. Yeah, I was going to say, that's what just it sounds like. like. It's got to just, and then, but for me, like, and like I said, sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. Um, and I think, thankfully, too, I had something else playing. So that also is giving me something else to, to focus on as well. But So in that, it almost sounds like – and I, this is actually is something I haven't really ever put a whole lot of thought into because I've definitely battled with um, the – like I was saying a minute ago, like the feelings of, oh, man, is this is this a bad thought process that I'm going through right now? 
even when it seems to calm me down sometimes mm-hmm. um, and pull me back from that um, place of anxiety. Right. But it's like, am I manifesting his death right now? Yeah. Because I'm right. putting all this energy into it. Energy into it. Right. Exactly. That's so spot on. But it's funny because hearing the stop sign idea, like thought process of yours and then how, um, James, you said that you just tell yourself, okay, stop. And sometimes you can just literally mentally silence yourself. I almost wonder if it's, this is kind of a full circle conversation coming back to things not having to be black and white and the um, simplistic idea. And I know it's more complicated than this, but the simplistic idea of what's, uh, and I don't feel this way about all things, but like what's right or what works for one person might actually cause somebody else to have a worse experience. And then what's right or works for them in tandem could cause somebody else to have that awful spiraling experience. Totally. Which is really fascinating if you think about it, how our brains are so unique and we are like these very individualistic, um, whether you believe in being designed or just the fact that the universe happened to like design your particular brain a certain way, like we all have such a nuanced, even if we're following a similar path of thought, like such a nuanced way of getting to the same end result, you know? I 100% agree with that, actually. That's a really smart way of coming to that conclusion. Having worked in the fitness field, too, if you don't know this already as a trainer, like you really should, and you probably shouldn't be training if you don't, but like to know like people's bodies respond so differently to to the same exact exercise and so where one person may work really well on one exercise and see results quickly and and it fits them well someone else could be completely wrong for them and they don't see any results and it just doesn't do anything for them um and it may even be dangerous so that 100 percent makes sense because all of our bodies are so differently so there's all of our minds are obviously just as different too. So I think it's a really brilliant way to, to bring that around. And this also makes me think of our discussion. It wasn't an argument because, but we just don't necessarily How robust agree. was it on a scale of a... <laughs> How what? It was like a robust. level two in uh. robustness. But this morning, the past couple of mornings, we've been meeting um, some people for breakfast at this cafe um, in our neighborhood to take a car over here to the conference socials one of our faves yes yes so we've been there the last few mornings and they play a lot of what's called trap trap music so uh we make fun of it every time we go there we have intense conversations i just played him rebecca black's friday the last time we were there he had never heard it before (laughs) yes is trap music the one that's just mumbling so <laughs> okay, I'm not I'm not a fan it of can this. Be. I'm not a fan of this routine, but Trevor Joy or Trevor Joy, um, um, Vance Joy? No, I don't know. Trevor Joy, Joy. No, no, or no. Trevor Noah? Trevor Noah. Noah. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Trevor not Joy is Trevor a pastor of ours. <laughs> Trevor Noah. Uh, I didn't love his last uh, bit routine that he did, but he did a stand-up routine recently where he talks about how Trap sounds like his little child coming to him and crying and being upset. And I can't do it. I'm not going to even try because it wouldn't come out as clearly as he did it because I only heard it once anyways. But if you listen to that, he does a great job. It sounds like a little whiny child just crying and like mumbling and, and going yes, over and over. That's it. Definitely. Yeah. That's, yeah. It. that's now, what Trap is. I always thought Trap was closer to house. It, so there's So it's there's got like undertones of, of yeah. house. Yeah. The yeah. one thing I will say, if you haven't seen the new Spider-Man movie, um, it's phenomenal and it has excellent trap in it. The one but in the movie theaters now? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, Very, very good film. Excellent, excellent, excellent film. Hmm. But all that to be said, they have trap in it and their trap is great. So trap can be good, but I think there's just so much trap out there and it's so easy to make and so many people have done it that most of it's trash. 
so my point is that it's really hilarious to put like a lighter spin on this idea of like what works for one person doesn't necessarily work for another, even when it comes to serious things like our mental health and our physical health. And then it just, I can't help but think about how um, passionately James was saying this morning. Pretty much just what I just said now. This music is trash. I think trash <laughs> is the word that you used. Yes. And it was a particular song that I actually really, really enjoyed. <laughs> and I was like, I love this song. And he's like, this is trash. And he like said it with conviction. And I also felt conviction that I thought it was a really solid like sound, which we, is fascinating. We have like, a name for this. What is that? The horseradish revelation. Oh, yes. The, <laughs> the horseradish, horseradish revelation. revelation. Oh, this I want to hear it. She hates horseradish. Mm. I love, love horseradish. Yeah, this this revelation so came before meeting you. This was um, I had like bookends of what year was the, I don't know my twenty seventh year of life. <laughs> it started with the horseradish revelation. I think I was just like with my mom on New Year's Day, and we were I don't really remember. I it just like happened in my brain of being like I love a lot of people who really love horseradish. <laughs> Uh, it makes no sense to me that is the single most vile taste on uh. the planet. Uh, but I think that doesn't mean that I'm terrible and that doesn't mean that they're terrible. Yes. Like we're all, we can all be good, wonderful people and just there's something different about us and that doesn't like factor into Absolutely. how wonderful oh my we gosh, are. Yes. I'm just applying that to everything. So I think uh, I might steal that from you and well, start thinking of it in that term with that terminology, like <laughs> horse the horseradish revelation. revelation. I like that. But I love I, it. I would use my mom's. I think you're part of this too. My mom's chocolate revelation, which is same. She's, she's like, how can anyone not love chocolate? Like that's her thought. And it occurred to me once, this is many years ago that she said that. And it occurred to me once like, well, not not everyone likes chocolate. It's, it's okay. Like <laughs> it's all right. Like, <laughs> I, I understand. I, I love chocolate, but it's okay if everyone doesn't love chocolate. So I get, I like that. And maybe we can combine. With that said, and even with all these conversations, I'd still be a little hesitant if somebody told me they didn't like chocolate. So I thought you were going to say horseradish. I was going to say, I, I want to combine horseradish and chocolate now and see what that, that tastes delightful. like. I'm sure it's been done. Yeah. So I do love chocolate now, but we discovered this about his mom because for many years I did not like chocolate until probably about a year ago. What happened? I, I don't know where my taste buds well, changed. Well, let's be honest. Though, you too. had a chocolate we're, we're revelation. Eating, we're I had a like, chocolate revelation. We're eating like dark chocolate. Yes. Like oh, yeah. 85% cacao. And oh, yeah. Still yeah. The do good not stuff. like the taste of milk chocolate. Not milk milk chocolate. chocolate is garbage. Not, car- is, not chemical it's chocolate. It's trash. Yeah. Yeah. As James yeah. likes to say, that is trash. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed strongly. Um, circling back to a couple minutes ago, I'm wondering, since you guys are so close and you've known each other for so long, does it ever like kind of get confusing or you have to take a step back and remember that you're not the same people? I mean, like, how do you work through that? This happens to us <laughs> all the time where I'm like, wait, you're not you're not me like all the time. What? I, That's a great question. I'll let you answer first because I have some thoughts, but I'm still formulating a little bit, I think, to that answer. So I think that there definitely are times as similar as we are in just doing life together for so long that we tend to have the same process of getting to an opinion. Even if we don't agree on our opinion, we have a similar way of like working through considering different, you know, opposing thoughts. But with that said, there are definitely times where on probably a simple end of this question, I've had to stop and ask myself, is this something that I really love or is this something that I love by proxy? So like, is this something that I'm 
doing or enjoying or saying that I enjoy because I know it's something that James really enjoys. And so like I'm willing to enter into that space or participate in this thing or whatever. Um, and stepping back and asking myself, like, is this something that is my thought or my opinion? <laughs> but then on the flip side of that, we do often have conversations uh, around James we jo- we kind of have an ongoing joke of like James saying to me, "Wait, I don't understand. Why aren't you inside my head right now?" Because that was where I was going a little bit. Is it, um, a little bit. Keep going. Want- okay, no, no, no. so you're fine. I'll I'll elaborate myself. So, <laughs> oftentimes, James uh, will have a full on thought process in his head that he very much so thinks that he is also saying out loud. This, Yeah, this sounds like Trevor. <laughs> so sure. um, there have been many times where we've gotten into, again, robust dialogue <laughs> around um, him saying, we talked about this, we talked about this, and me um, very clearly, very much knowing that we did not talk about whatever that thing is. It was like literally multiple <laughs> conversations this morning. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to clarify some stuff too when you're done. <laughs> I'm sure James will have his own uh, rendition of this, but... But it can be as a larger thing like plans that we made that he swears that we talked about that I have no recollection of. Or it's more often than not um, things like um, he'll say like we'll be like heading in one direction and then he'll kind of like make a juke move in a different direction. And so I might question like, wait, what's going on? Like, where are we going? And um, And he'll have to stop himself and be like, oh, I guess I didn't explain to you why I just completely detoured us but like in his mind it all like came to fruition he thought through like oh I want to go in this other direction and didn't at all express any of that to me and I'm kind of left in the dark and so it used to cause us a lot of disagreement but we've kind of gotten to a place where we we recognize it more now so I think now it's become just a running joke where we kind of take a moment and pause and he's like what you're not inside my brain right now like you're not following this um tangent of thought that brought us to this completely different <laughs> outcome so i i would have three three variant uh, or variations of my answer to this i think um which would be the first one to kind of go to what she was saying about how like there's things where she checks herself like is this something that i love because i love it or is this something i love so this is where jennifer and i differ extremely like we're very like we love each other and we're on that same wavelength on so many things and but one thing that she's so much better at than i am is just really empathizing and being like able to like um embrace love for something just because someone else loves it something i'm working on tremendously to try to be better at but i'm very much there i don't know that there's ever been a time that i thought do i love this because i love it or do i love it because jennifer (laughs) loves it because i am extremely like obviously opinionated as we heard earlier too and so like if there's something that i love i love it and there's something i don't love you'll know it like this is one of the two it's It's trash trash. right so um all that to be said um so it's fascinating because i feel like there are some times where like I probably didn't realize that she doesn't love something so much because she does love it because she's gracious to me. Uh, and then the other part to that as well is there are so the other two parts are one. Yes, there are times that um, I've definitely told her something and she did <laughs> not remember. And so then I have to repeat and say like, no, we did talk about this. And then <laughs> my, my favorite one is like, we never talked about this. And then I start giving details and she goes, Oh, we did talk about that. I do remember that now. <laughs> that so might have happened that, a few times. <laughs> there's that one. But <laughs> equally, equally, probably the same amount of shared times, I do feel like she's in my head and like the conversation's going along and I'm just like, my ideas are spinning. And then I just, 
I jump off the train like five cars back, and then she—I thought she was on the whole ride with me, and she definitely was not. And so all of a sudden, she's like, "Wait, what?" And then I had to think about. It. I was like, "Well, yeah, I guess that's true. That that never did actually verbalize and come out of my mouth. It was just you weren't reading my mind. Like, what's wrong with you?" Like, but to that end, do you guys? I know you said like with your question that this happens to you guys. Do you ever feel like you're just literally in two different universes from each other? As far as like, how can our perception of the same scenario yeah. or the same conversation be completely opposite or different. Not this. No, I mean, I pretty much, me. if she tells me that something happened, I pretty much just believe her. <laughs> That's I, a I very healthy that, approach. Know, there's probably very few times where I'm the right one. <laughs> that it just was, it was a lot of uh, anxiety and stress and fighting that, uh, yeah, she's probably just right. So. <laughs> It's never really usually that high stakes. I'm like, all right, well, I mean, anytime we're doing he anyway. tries to even be a little bit ridiculous in attempting to argue with me about that, I'm immediately like, here's eight facts exactly <laughs> about how this happened, where this conversation occurred, details about what you said, <laughs> evidence from my phone that you said it. Like, there's a picture of the bowl of fruit that was in question while we were discussing <laughs> the dog. Like, you know, I mean, like, it's never like, I, I don't feel like I'm ever arguing about anything too unfounded or if I am, right. then, then I, then he'll quickly be like, see, this is unfounded. And I'll be like, oh. <laughs> like, for the most part is usually like if, if it gets anywhere with any emotion i'm like how could you fuck with me on this i have so much to back this up <laughs> uh, i think your your first point is very interesting and we haven't really talked about this but when you were saying like it's easy to like we have so many common interests and yeah, like same. down to like tv shows that like yep. we, have, we have such like a, a broad overlap in our venn diagram that's really easy to find stuff that we can both do and both enjoy and yeah and i think like you we also spend the vast majority of our time together yeah um but with that said like there are definitely times where like you know i'd like to watch my crappy action movies or you know and since we're always Which together I loved apparently <laughs> i recently found out it's not always the case <laughs> So yeah, like that, so I don't know. About that how one. do you guys deal with like making time when you guys are always together to be Well, I'm separate? like, go watch your crappy action movie. I'll go downstairs and back in the computer. But then you're like, no, but I want to snuggle you well, while that's I watch the, thing, the crappy thing. Like, I'm like, I'm, I'm going to be like... held captive for your crappy <laughs> thing. Yes. And at the end of the day, I mean, it's almost always where I'm like, well, I mean, we have so much that it's not really a compromise, really, to, to watch something else that I enjoy. Like, <laughs> right. let's just do that. But I think it's probably, and I don't know even if this is true, but it, there's like, my inclination is to say that it's probably healthy to also enjoy those things that are separate yeah. from one another separately and, and allow that to just happen as well. So we just I had think- this conversation yesterday, I think. I think it was. And I was saying for me, because so she is the one that is so good about, again, like she would watch action movies with me. She will eat Hawaiian pizza, even though it's not her favorite. Like these are the kind of things that she would do that, that like she doesn't really raise as much of a fuss. And so I, I was telling her, I was like, I really want to be more intentional about um, participating with you in things that you love, even though I may not like them. Surely out of the fact, one, I think it's going to make me a better human being anyways. And two, like it definitely shows, again, a, a, another form of love for her to appreciate that with her as well. Um, and all that being said, too, there's definitely nothing wrong with us saying like, hey, like, and there's times where we're like, like she went to the women's like, um, luncheon the other day and i wasn't gonna go to that obviously so there are times that we just say like hey this is something i'm At gonna Freebird go to cafe yeah i love it it was my <laughs> first time it was so fun um so yeah there's there's definitely times where we're just like hey like this is something i want to go do 
um, and so I'm just going to go do it. There's a couple of times I went and did something to you recently. I, I went and found a liquor store. Um, that was important to me <laughs> just to see what they had um, well, and whatnot. That, and that is, I think that is true though. Like there's times where I would rather him watch his crappy action movie that I don't really care about. Um, you do like some action movies. You're right. right. Just not the bad ones. Not exactly. <laughs> so in those moments, I think it's great that he enjoys that and it gives me time to enjoy my own thing and vice versa. And then I can go watch my musical. Guys, it was so amazing to have you on the show. Thank you so much for coming. You're amazing to talk to and I want this to go on for a million years. Yes. It, it very well pleasure. could. With the modern science, the way it's heading, we might just be able to live that long and continue Forever. on. Yeah. But yes, uh, thank you so much for having us. We're planning on being immortal, so if you guys want to hang out for the next, like, perfect. perfect. All right, cool. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, we're working on our dog, too. Yeah. <laughs> Please bring the dog as well. This is really, yeah, been fantastic. Thank you guys thank for having you. us. This is so much fun. My pleasure. Aww. Yes, thank you so much. So that was the end of part one. And I hope you guys all loved this conversation with Jen and James. And remember, this is just part one of a two-part podcast. So you're going to have to check your feed for when part two comes out with Jen and James. And here, hit that subscribe button. Absolutely. Go to our website, shopping on Amazon. Click that Amazon button at the top of our website, and we will receive a portion of what you purchase. <laughs> Not the goods, just the money. <laughs> I mean, that would be an interesting affiliate program if we just got like a One 30 Lego second piece. of like whatever the physical purchase was. Yeah. Hmm. Wonder what kind of sculptures Amazon? we could make. <laughs> Amazon, Patent get on, on this. Yeah. Anyway, subscribe and stay on the lookout for part two with Jen and James. Bye, guys. Bye.